What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday Night Titans, where we like them big and strong. Am I glitchy? It's mad purple in here. But anyway, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus. And you being in here with the Desert Storm Bunker with none other than CGA that, or EWF, that is every woman's fantasy, and CGA, that is see God Allah, and I be the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We at the evening service, we're at the hour of God, as you can see here. Look at how purple it is in the studio. Purple rain, purple rain, yeah. All right, we got purple rain going on in here today, but we're going to talk about Russell Wilson who has always appeared to be uh, described by, he's a polarizing figure. First of all, I think he's a, he, he, he's an interesting character. All right, he's been on the 12 Simps of Cheesemus. All right, he's been on the 12 Simps of Cheesemus uh, for quite a long time, for many, many years, and he's a polarizing figure because women love him, and many men think he's a simp, right? Many men think he's a simp. Many, many men think he's a simp. And one of the reasons why they think he's a simp is because he represents um, a character that many men, um, they try to prevent becoming. Essentially, they don't want to be the cleanup man. And that's what Russell Wilson represents for many, many men here. But he's a polarizing figure because many women seem to be, they, 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 he's a hero. All right. We don't need another hero. All right. And he's a hero because he rescued Sierra uh, from the slums. Right. Right. From these streets, he rescues Sierra from these streets. In these streets, and um, um, for the most part, now he's playing the stepdaddy. Now he's he's done an interview with uh Brandon Marshall on a podcast called "I Am Athlete." We're gonna maybe uh, get a clip from it uh, for fair use purposes only, and uh, we're gonna check it out. Russell Wilson here. I don't know if you can see him sitting here right here. Uh, this is him potentially in his home. Uh, Russell Wilson's career is not really going. The way it should go. So I could focus on my career. All right, but I don't think Russell Wilson, does he care? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk. Does he care where his career is going? I'm pretty sure the, Den the Denver Bronco fans, uh, they don't like where Russell Wilson's career is going. Although he did play decently in cleanup minutes. So he is the cleanup man. But he just said something that is crazy in this interview. Which, I mean, he's not very articulate. I think he... He's somewhere on the spectrum. He either is a weird character. He's had some of the weirdest moments of any professional quarterback that you can see. Now, the weirder moments don't have to do with uh, touching women or grabbing them by the punani. His moments have been somewhat uh, socially awkward. Socially awkward is a way to describe him. Potentially on the spectrum, a little bit special. All right. And because he's like that, he's not very articulate. And he can't articulate things the right way. He basically said... In the interview, uh, this is an unbelievable opportunity, and he feels responsible for raising another man's child who was essentially taken away from the other father. Now, the other father is future. He's a rapper. He doesn't seem to be the responsible kind anyway. anyway so he doesn't seem to be wanting to play an active role in Sierra's life, but uh, Sierra has a child by this man, and this man is kind of going the other way, and he has many other children by many other women. Uh, but Sierra was one of these women, right? Sierra was one of these women. In these streets. Which to me, what does it say about Sierra? That she would volunteer to have a child with a man that has multiple children, uh, up to nine children by up to six to seven baby mamas. I mean, I'm just guessing right here. I've done a show about it, but 
she was one of these women. So she volunteered, all right? And now she's supposed to be the uh, uh, the holy God, uh, the holy Virgin Mary to Russell Wilson's St. Joseph. And essentially, little future's child is Jesus. <laughs> Goodness. This is a weird uh, conversation. Weird thing here. Maybe if we have time, we'll do the Hall of Fame uh, simp moments of Russell Wilson. One when they were on the Ellen DeGeneres, Degenerate show. Oh, maybe we'll show that clip. Uh, the Subway ad. I believe it was the Subway ad, the Subway sandwich ad, which was an absolute catastrophe. Um, maybe we'll talk about some of the weirder moments of Russell Wilson. He seems to be a very polarizing figure. So we'll talk about that in his interview. Anyway, what do we got here? Straggle and Cynical Theater, a little bit of Doom and Gloom CGA. And we have uh, Crime and Law CGA. I think uh, we're going to talk about Ray J. Ray J and his wife getting a divorce or filing for a divorce for the fourth time. <laughs> yeah, that makes future God. Yeah, I guess that. Oh, man, that makes future God. Ay, ay, ay. That deserves another one. I guess future is God. Oh, boy. That's another problem. And another story altogether. Uh, yeah, we got that coming up. What do we got here? Women in mental health. Women in mental health. There's a crisis along the way. I'm going to tell you this mental health thing is going to be the next big crisis. All right, the next big. How come nobody told me? Uh, but I warned you, ninjas. I warned you, ninjas. And we have... um. Secure men are waking up. We have a woman that probably is characterized as a, how do I say it? A pick me. Uh, she makes pick me videos. I'm pretty sure people call her a pick me, but uh, we have that going on here. But anyway, to contribute to today's show, dollar signs, the notorious CGA on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV and PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams and that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel where you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. New, 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 that boy got new, talent. St. Joseph, oh, by the way, um, maybe we'll talk about this. Uh, St. Joseph, Joseph and Mary, um, very, very interesting story there. But uh, Russell Wilson is essentially saying he's a 67-year-old man and Sierra was a teenage pregnancy scare, gone and delivered child, uh, the God's child, uh, and he was a stepdaddy-ass ninja. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. What are we doing over here? Shout out to our brother, Tarshan, is in the building Appreciate you with the thumbs up. Thanks for chiming in there. And uh, DK says, Coach, telling the truth, free agent lifestyle for life. We also have over here on the super chat, the thick time. JC says, Coach, Big Mac just posted me. Yeah, brother. Big Mac, shout out to the dirty. Shout out to the nasty boys banging on Big Mac. Brown 310 says, Cuff your sack, fellas. Don't be a gump. Yeah, man, I mean, I know this is Russell Simpson has to be characterized either. I know the people support him, but he's a simp. He's doing some simp shit right here. All right. He's going down forever as a simp. New York anesthesia guy says, I put a post up on locals with a barely legal fog. F-A-W-G. Who uh, posts fitness motivations on the gram. Yet a different story on her Twitter feeds. If you know, you know. Uh-oh. I'm just going to say this right here. What's a fog? <laughs> oh, a pog? You meant a fat-ass white girl or a fat, overweight white girl? Which one? But I must tell you, today is Tuesday, Ninja. And Tuesday is for our gorditas. And earlier today, we had some fantastic gorditas. All right, we're not going to show them from this morning. But I'm going to show you, man. Y'all need to get some functional gorditas in your life. On a Tuesday, your slow Tuesday, it's not just about 
you know, a uh, Big Mac. It's not just bringing a Big Mac over. It's not about slaying your gordita. All right, put your gordita to work. By the way, uh, we know Donald Trump likes the gordita. Uh, here we go right here. Which is, I love the Mexican people, especially the big girls, las gorditas. They are so tasty. I que rico. They call me el viejo asqueroso. Oh. Which is, yeah. I love the Mexican people, especially the big girls, las gorditas. They are so tasty. I que rico. They call me el viejo asqueroso. Which yeah, is, look at that gordita right there. That gordita supreme. Gordita Supreme. Did you guys see the Gordita? All right, but you need to get you a functional Gordita. All right, not just the Gordita that is going to come over there with the big fat fanny, all right, and the fupa and the soggy titties and all of that and make you street tacos. Not just them. She, not just Rosalinda to clean your house. You might get yourself in trouble here. And let's take you to footage here um, of one of my favorite Gorditas. The functional gordita. All right, so listen, man. You ever get your car in the ditch on a Tuesday? Yeah, just call your gordita. All right, here we go right here. Let's go ahead and take you to it. Call your gordita. Look at her. Get that chalupa up there. That, uh-oh, yes, indeed. Get Put that body back into it. Get that back into it. That's the type of gordita everybody needs. You never know when you go get yourself and a crack in a bind you can barely see it but take a look at that right there that's what i'm talking about man get you one that serves multiple purposes and check out all of that big backed it check out all of that back all right get in there and get that damn car out of the ditch get up there girl get yourself up there and she got all that curly ass hair yes indeed she rescuing a ninja out here she said the big unit coming in with the save. Get you a functional gordita. It's not all about making love. You might get your car to ditch, your taxi, and look at all of that fupa print coming. To, that fupa print came to the rescue. Shout out to that gordita. That big torta, chicken torta, too. <laughs> you know, you got to carry her around. She's a lot of dead weight, but she comes in when you're in a bind, ninja. I'm in a bind, Nate. <laughs> she comes in in the bench that's the way you get it ladies and gentlemen but here's the thing man don't let your oh uh, hold on for a second there's somebody who's supposed to come visit me and they gonna obviously they're gonna come right now at the most inopportune time of course they are um but uh here we go right here uh what this is what happens though when your gordita gets drunk you don't want your gordita to get drunk because you know they do like to drink uh uh cervezas and they do like to get a little bit crazy. And then, you know what I mean? She turns into, she turns into a slop a lop Take a look at what we got right here, man. She gets really, really, really nasty drunk. Oh, Take a look at her here. What happens is your functional gordita gets a little tipsy off the margaritas and the tequila. And then she starts doing this right here. And then, then she starts mm-hmm. doing the nasty. All right, yeah, girl. Oh, no. Don't do it. Don't hurt them, ladies. Don't hurt them. What are we doing here? Oh, she gone. She gone, man. Uh-oh. She said, get it from behind. Yeah, she gets sloppy drunk. She won't throw up on you, though. She won't throw up on you, but she going to get a little bit nasty with that fupa, and you going to be on it, though, man. It's going to be. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, no. It's going to be nasty. Oh, she humping the floor, Ninja. Look at that. Look at it. Oh, my goodness. Did you see that? Oh, my goodness. This is a disgrace, man. I tell you, man, it's an absolute disgrace. Oh, the humanity. (laughs) 
So watch out for your gordita. Don't get your gordita to go crazy right there. You know what I mean? It could be nasty. Anyway, let's get into the day. Did I get the contributors to the day show? I did get to the contributors to the day show. I think I got one more. Let's get one more. Let's get them. Give me the, give me the, give me the, give me the gotcha. Who we got here? We got, we got Kaylin. Kaylin has something to say. Kaylin says the Mount Rushmore of simps are Steve Harvey, the artist formerly known as Prince Harry, Will Smith, and now Russell Wilson. He says, I dare anyone to come up with a better four. Definitely in our day and times, these brothers have just absolutely been a massive, massive a thorn in our side. And of course, Will Smith has been exposed. So is Prince Harry and Steve Harvey. Miles Chumley says, salute coach. You were cooking this morning. These women call themselves strong and independent. But in reality, the liberal feminist just signed up for a life uh, and signed up to live a life being a wage slave indeed and an indentured servant filled with debt that they cannot get rid of. I call it weak, stupid, and broke. Ring the bell on them. Yes, indeed. And everybody will know, man, slavery is just in a different form. It is a financial slavery. It is not a chattel slavery. Last one. Dark Side Foundation says, Coach, have you seen Wendy Williams' downward spiral? She is gone, gone. All those years of boozing and gossip has given her dementia, and it's so bad. Yeah, some stories I don't want to cover. <laughs> like that one. All right, I've seen it, and it doesn't look like a pretty sight. But, uh, yeah, I don't, for me, uh, bad health, bad health. I don't wish bad health on anyone. You know, we all can be vulnerable to stuff like that. And I don't want to put that bad juju out there. I don't like to see people go to jail. I don't like to see people decline in bad health. I don't like to see people take out, get taken out and deleted or self delete. Um, I don't celebrate those things. So sometimes I see it and go, hmm. all right. And I don't want to say she got what's coming to her. Now, if you, you, you mess up. All right. <laughs> You thought something was going to happen and it didn't. I'll celebrate those failures. But yeah, it's sad to see um, her go the way. But uh, she didn't made her deal with the nanny goat long time ago. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Yeah, man. Keep your health, uh, you know, because you know what I mean? I see, you know, even brothers lose their health. Um, you can lose your health overnight. I don't celebrate those things, man. I mean, I mean, I don't want that juju on me. Man, I don't want to be celebrating people declining because, Ninja, I'm going to tell you, what, you know, something happens to me, Ninja, y'all going to be laughing and sniggling at me. I mean, remember when KS died, they were celebrating and having a whole New Orleans funeral on this Ninja, tap dancing. All right, that's cold, bro. That's cold as a mother sucker, man. Um, I know people are going to laugh and sniggle if I do something. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I don't celebrate people going to jail. Well, I don't celebrate people going to jail for the wrong reason, falsely. Now, if you deserve to go to jail, I'll celebrate it. Uh, but bad health, you fall into bad health. You know what I mean? That's just sad, bro. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I don't want that bad juju on me. I don't want that ish. But what I do want is to give you a little bit of doom and gloom CGA. Let's go. All right, Doom and Gloom CGA is back, and we have some stories to share with you on Doom and Gloom CGA story numero uno. Is uh, apparently the healthcare industry is going to pivot. I know you guys, doctors, lawyers, the doctors, the nurses. Uh, this woman says she's in a hospital. Now, I don't know if this to be true, but we're going to play it anyway. She says she's in a hospital. I don't know why she's in there. 
but she's in the hospital. And she's saying there's shortages of staff. And because there's a shortage, AI nurses have started to take over. All right, let's go ahead and see what she's talking about. Okay, where's the volume? Here we go right here. Let's give her some volume. You guys, I don't even know what's happening at this point. Um, I'm in my, in my room at the hospital, and they don't have enough staff here. So they said, hey, just so you know, there's a thing on the wall, and it's going to be your virtual nurse. That thing right there. And she, she just came on. She and, um, new, 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 was, new world order. She was on the TV. Like our TV stopped. We were watching a barbecue show. She was on there, and she barbecue. It's barbecue in there. Around and looked at us, and then she was like, "How's it going, mm. Judy? What do you mean? How's Judy. it going? I'm fucking freaked out right now. What are you doing up there?" Oh, man, something tells me, man, they didn't gave her a little bit too much anesthesia. All right, where's the New York anesthesia doctor guy? All right, I think she a little bit zooted. All right, do you are you sure you saw an AI nurse on the television? I don't know, man. Look at them eyes. Let me see your eyes. Give me that little doctor thing where they put the eyes in there. Let me check your eyes. But what a doctor the cop flashes in the eyes. I don't know, man. This woman appears to be zooted. But she's saying she's seen the AI nurse on the television. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> and where was she? Nobody knows. I think she's in the cloud. Anywho, they don't have enough people here. And so they use virtual nurses. Virtual? We didn't know about this. And Liz works in the healthcare industry. Oh, okay. She used to work at this hospital on a different floor. And she said she didn't know about this. So this is what it's came to, guys. <laughs> Mm. Oh, yeah, she's a PD. She does peace, but this is freaking crazy. Okay, so see, okay, the woman in the room is vouching for her that she did see the virtual nurse on the television as well, and they're saying they do this, maybe they don't take care of children in the peds? All right, I'm glad they call it peds and not ped. All right, but uh, here we go. This is crazy. I'm mind blown right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. You look zooted too, man. I'm going to just let you know, man. But hey, man, listen, these are all the things that have been happening for many, many years. Uh, this is where we're going with technology. It is nonstop. But what does this mean? What does this mean? Yes, that means, uh, yeah, when your ass is in the crack, you're going to be out there, you know what I mean, leaking on the bed, pissing and shitting on yourself, and you're going to have an AI nurse checking on you, apparently. Mm. And that's going to affect the job marketplace for sure. Um, you guys know that nurses, I've covered this, female nurses, um, what they're doing is they're coming out of college. They're having a nursing crisis. I, sh I showed you. I played this. All right, I played so many videos. It's crazy. But they had a woman say, nurses are graduating and coming in expecting to make a lot of money. They don't make a lot of money immediately, but they make good money. But what will happen is these women are working 312s, 36 hours, and then what they'll do is they'll go over and they'll do uh, OnlyFans. They'll do Instagram or they'll do some sugar baby and, and they'll make way more money. And they're coming in, these nurses that graduate, they'll come in and they realize how much work they have to do and the type of work they have to do and they don't want to do it. They're dropping out of nursing. Women are, mostly women, mostly Gen Z and uh, mostly, I guess, young millennials or zennials. They're like, yo, I don't want to do all this work. I don't want to clean shitty pans. Okay, and they're dropping out. So there is a shortage of nurses in our country, and it's been that way for a couple of years. And so these women are exploring other ways to make money. 
and they're giving up on the career and the student loan debt. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Not all women, not all nurses. All right, speaking of not all, Sony is the latest of these companies to start trimming the fat. Sony's laying off 900 PlayStation employees. Uh-oh, PlayStation. As you see, the tech sector is definitely laying off people that they can get these jobs replaced by AI. It says right here, the company is laying off 900 employees on its PlayStation division, a reduction of its global headcount of around 8% globally. Sony layoffs will impact a variety of its games and studios, including Insomniac Games, Naughty Dog, Guerrilla Games, and Fire Sprite. Sony layoffs are the latest in the wave that has been impacting the gaming and tech industry throughout the 2024, and we're only two months in. By the way, we get an extra day this year, if you don't know. And the 8% or 900 people subject to local laws and consultant processes right here, employees across the globe, um, including our studios, are impacted. And there's more layoff news to be continuing here um reported here and what does this mean because you might say 900 does not seem like a lot well this is the sake of corporate building laying off 900 people walking out the door is a lot sorry eight percent of your staff is a lot that that is that is big numbers uh that's 900 people that won't be able to pay rent just say your rent's due motherfucker now they're going to be on unemployment that's 900 people that are now going to be on unemployment all right, let's say you have a massive apartment building and everybody in that building just lost their job and there's probably 900 people that live in a large apartment building. That is a massive amount of people. That's 900 people's lives that changed overnight that didn't probably expect it. And a lot of people thought they was gonna have a paycheck and a job and they automatically didn't the next day. It is critical that you're seeing these things and you see them company after company after company. Uh, this is the second, third year in a row we're seeing this and people will have to figure out a new plan. They didn't think they needed a new plan. Most of these jobs are going to be replaced by AI, and most of these jobs, women are going to lose them. I would say primarily 70% of these jobs are women because the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because we knew during COVID, as women started to brag about how they were more, uh, there were more of them working than men full time, the non-essential jobs started to be, um, started to lose. Like the non-essential jobs people were laying off or, you know, told to stay home. These were primarily women jobs, soft jobs. And they were the ones that were most affected just like that overnight. But, uh, you know, somebody could pull up the data on this one. And I don't know if you have data that fast, but I would probably say that that's what's happening. That's that's 900 women or 70 percent, 70 percent. That's over 650 women out here that will have uh, that will be in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. All right, that's 600-plus women that are going to be in a bind. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Stepdaddy season, not stepdaddy season. Sugar daddy season is in full effect. Daddy. Okay, full effect. And they ringing my phone right now trying to get me to fix his a bind. Doom and gloom. CGA presses on. It doesn't press on. That's it for today. All right, that's all the doom and gloom we can handle. All right, all right, all right, man. Hey, man, you got to get a plan. That's the thing is you got to get a plan. And uh, I'm always planning. You know, this is uh, I'm always planning for what can happen here because you never freaking know. You never know. Anyway, 
Let's go to Straggle and Sniggle Theater and then we'll get them super chats. Straggle and Sniggle Theater is up. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five stick, you can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Dragon's Niggle Theater is back. Hit the like button. Let's get into this Dragon's Niggle Theater. We have the woman I was talking about playing this video. This is the woman that says she she was being, I guess, going into some celibacy. She was she was gonna get off the carousel pretty much, and she was gonna start practicing celibacy. Here's the sister here. And then she said she met a nice guy, uh, went to his apartment, and they got to kissing and touching, all right? And he grabbed her by the punani. Mm. He definitely grabbed her by the peace leave. And then because he grabbed her by the peace leave, she got hot and warm and wet and gooey, all right? And what happened was she started to get icky sticky. And then she said, I need to go up there. And, well, I'll let her continue the story here of how she bumped out of celibacy and somebody became, she was a celibate and CGA is a buy a bit. <laughs> it was a time where I was abstinent and I was going strong. You know what the enemy came to do? But a man. One chocolate daddy moved underneath my flats. Went to his yeah, house. Daddy. First mistake. Knowing that you fancy him. Knowing that I fancy him. Then I remember it was kissing. Second mistake. Second mistake. And you was kissing where? On the sofa? In the bed? Did you on get... the sofa was kissing. Okay. Touching? Rubbing? We were just touching clothes on. I then oh. went upstairs. Third mistake. So you picked your body up. No, no, I went back to the house. Oh, you went back to your house? Oh. Upstairs. Okay. That's good. You managed to remove yourself from the situation, right? To shave. <laughs> no, no. And I went back downstairs. <laughs> I went back no. downstairs. This is crazy. The thing is, I went upstairs oh, and I remember having a conversation to myself. Mm. While you were shaving. While I was shaving, I said, even if it's just small play play. See, that's that right that, there, that's where I went wrong. That's the deception of that's the enemy. That's the deception of the enemy. There was a time where I was upstairs. All right, so the enemy, she blamed it on somebody else, not herself. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. You see how she blamed it on the enemy. All right, I was practicing abstinence and celibacy, and I wasn't giving nobody these punanis, all right? And then the chocolate daddy moved downstairs. Him, daddy. You don't say. Okay, daddy. And she said, oh, we got to touch him with our clothes on. And then he said, take them clothes off. She said, okay, daddy. Let me go upstairs and trim this. And she had to get all of that between them legs. All right, so she can go give Chocolate Daddy that chocolate drip. All right, and she dropped it on that chocolate, you know what? Damn, Daddy. <laughs> and the enemy, the enemy got me to give up my abstinence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate Daddy moved downside, downstairs, and you had to say. Okay, Daddy. Yep, just like that. Oh, the enemy got you to do it here. And I was talking to him. She said, I talk to myself when there ain't no one to talk. To, and she went out there and shaved all of that hair down. She shaved that monkey all the way down. <laughs> and of course, this is the problem with these women right here. It's everybody's fault. Then she's going to say, well, I regret, I regret going down there and giving them that chocolate drop. <laughs> she's her own worst enemy. And I gave him here. He gave her so many outs. And then he was like, he took it from me and bumped me off my abstinence. And now he made me give it up here because he was a chocolate daddy. That's what she said. Him, daddy. I'm a chocolate daddy. And she would have came and dropped it on me. Come give me that drop. Just don't talk. Just don't talk. All right, just drop it on me real quick. Drop that neck. It's barbecue in there. And I was going strong. You know what the enemy came to do? Brought a man. 
one chocolate daddy moved underneath my flats. Yeah, your flats. Damn, All right, and you brought them saggy waggies out. The other girl was nice, though. Went to his house. First mistake. No. Right. This girl nice. Come drop it on me with that old chocolatey skin. All right. Come drop it on me. Chocolate daddy's in here. Damn, daddy. All right, new nickname for CGA. Chocolate daddy is in here. What well, already got the chocolate. And she squirted all on me. Okay, it's getting, this is a family show. All right, this is a family show. I bet you, I bet you it was pink as hell. All right, all right, let me stop. All right, Straggle was Little Theater here. Oh, man, take the, take a look at this right here. Uh, look at this uh, on your screen. We have a junior college <laughs> in California. Is this in California? It's a junior college, yes, Santa Clara Community College in California. Of course, it's California right here. New, 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 new world. Uh, you see on your screen that is a fifty-year-old trans male or trans woman. I don't know how they. I don't know how they classify it. If it was a male going transitioning to a female, what do they call that? A trans woman? I think they call it a trans woman. Oh man, take take a look at what you see on your screen, and she balling too. Um, apparently she signed up for community college. This has got to be crazy. And she tossing these little Kayleys. Look at these little Kayleys right here. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. I don't know what's going on here. Santa. Is it Santa Clara? I've actually been to this one. Take a look at this. What in the world? What in the still will Phil Chamberlain is this? All right. The peak of white manhood. Apparently her name is Gabrielle Ludwig biologically a man born Robert John Ludwig, an ex-Navy soldier, declared himself a woman in his 40s. At a 50 years old, measuring 6 foot 8, weighing 220 pounds, and covered in naval tattoos, Gabrielle Ludwig caused a huge feeling, caused a huge feeling, when she made her college basketball debut for Santa Clara California Community College right here playing in the Women's League Ninja wow Joanna man come to life we are definitely living new, 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 new world order. we are living in a interesting time ladies and gentlemen we're living in an interesting time this she doing drop steps she better be turning in 100 points and 50 rebounds this gotta be unfair uh, but here's the thing <laughs> This got to be unfair. I mean, who brothers? I, I, I'm thoroughly flabbergasted as to how they allow something like this. Like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> we, this is not fair. Even at 50 that you see that one girl, number 12 getting tossed. I would talk. Never mind. <laughs> the number 12 is getting tossed, trying to hit the double team. And she got hands on hips. And look at the bench. Look at the players. You obviously have some lesbianist Lily Lintlickers there, so I guess they down. But how do you keep a straight face being like, yeah, this is cool. She on my team, bro. Or he on my team. But here's my, here's is my stance. Okay, yeah. California. How do these three women keep a straight face right here and be like, this is my teammate. I'm going to dump the ball inside and, you know, let her get that double team and then pop to the corner like, all right, double team, kick. All right. How do you do this with a straight face? But people are doing it with a straight face like, yeah, uh, don't say nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like blink twice, ladies. But here's my stance. This has always been 
my official stance. My official stance is they voted for this, and I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I'm not discussing it. I know my daughter's not going to be vulnerable to this for the most part. All right. Um, they probably be having orgies and train gangs in the back there. I coach women's basketball. I'm out of this shit, man. Don't ask me how I feel about this. And no, I'm not going to fight for it. No, I'm not going to go crazy. You see these conservative guys, they'd be like, this is insane. It's not insane. They asked for this. <laughs> they asked for this. This is fair game. Clear up, clean up your own, clean up on aisle 12. I didn't drop it. This is not my mess. You call you actually you actually asked for this because I remember I did a story about MMA fighter uh, just breaking women's skulls. All right. I'm like, hey, I'm out of this conversation, <laughs> man. You should be fighting. You should be telling you this is ridiculous. I am. I don't care, bro. I don't care, man. Y'all ask for this shit. I'm gonna let y'all see. remember. Let that shit burn. <laughs> and if and and here's the thing, man, if y'all going to sit here, this gives credence, by the way, if they're going to sit here and act like this is normal, I won't say a cotton picking word. I'm going to be as quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. I don't care. And when she starts injuring people, when she starts doing stuff, elbowing these girls, look at number 12. When she starts tossing them. I'm out of it, man. Don't come crying to me. Don't come crying to me. I'm out of that shit. Like, that is my stance. <laughs> That's my stance. I'm not going to march or vote for it. You wanted it when he started bending girls over in the shower, which is starting to happen. Okay. I'm out. I don't want to hear no sob story. <laughs> All right, here we go. Straggles Niggle Theater. We have uh, this young woman, apparently, the caption says, after a girl's night's out, she tries to get a hold of her boyfriend, but her boyfriend saw a video of her grinding on another man. This is almost similar to the Ama lay your bed, lay your girl, Omar lay. Well, this woman actually is uh, trying to recover from a long girl's nights out here. And this is how it goes. Oh, oh no. Oh, she's going to start crying now. Yep, right afterwards, too. Yep, she saw it on Snapchat, probably on, on Instagram stories. And now it's a sob story. And now you're like, what have I done? Well, this is typically how girls work. You know, girls just want to have fun. But then they think of the consequences later on. They never really think about it. And they were like, it was the a a a alcohol. It's too late. And they're like, you should understand. You should be. You got to know. I didn't really want to do it. It just happened. And then I was dropping my neck on him. Oh, it didn't happen. And I really didn't like him, but he did get my number. And yeah, you know, this is how the young ladies work. They think of the consequences later. And then they want you to take that fat ass L or take the blame. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Yeah. yeah, there it is right there. So there it is. It's going to be his fault. And you got to go. Yeah, he was a friend and I knew him and nothing really happened. I didn't want nothing from him. Uh, we did understand that a lot of women gave that, that woman a pass. They were like, he's insecure. We're going to talk about secure men later. He's insecure for, uh, the boyfriend of Amale girl was insecure. There's nothing wrong with this. And I'm going to tell you, man, if that, if that's where the line is, there's nothing wrong with this. You guys got another thing coming. I will never be in a monogamous relationships. All right. Straggle and Sniggle Theater presses on right here. New York Post posts that women are loving men who embrace baby girl vibe and ditch 
toxic masculinity. They're still on it. New, 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 new world. <laughs> oh, man, they are not giving up on toxic masculinity, the psyops of the century. All right, uh, there it is right there. Uh, women are loving men who embrace boy, girl, baby girl vibes. Baby girl, baby girl vibes. Woo! <laughs> All right, so black men, this isn't your game again. Uh, black men love to talk about the emasculation of the black men. Yeah, you know, dresses and, you know, the same story, same story. But uh, it's, you're not the only one. I mean, apparently this is a worldwide phenomenon here. And baby girl vibes. You know, this is, a, this is, this is definitely new, 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 new world order. All right, you know, and, uh, you know, I always say they hate the men they create. And this is another example of it right here. What is this? First of all, there's the guy right there with no hair on his chin or his chest. Bird-chested ass ninjas. All right, soft, capital S-A-W-F-T, soft. All right, and uh, ninjas is wearing skirts. And what what does the other guy got on? What is this? Baby girl vibe. That's what they're calling it here. And this is this this is just the liberal media right here. What woman? What woman love baby? Listen, what women love this? Uh, just wait to the just poop send. Them. Send it. <laughs> All right, baby girl vibe. All right, this is Stragglewood's Nickel Theater, man. This is crazy. Uh, Stragglewood's Nickel Theater. Uh, let's see, is this the last one? Yes, it is. Okay, we got an advert here. Apparently, a on-duty cop, a straggle, is arrested for shoplifting $140 shoes while in uniform. A complete embarrassment for the department and of course we're gonna take you to mississippi tupelo probably there she is in uniform and there is the wig wearing straggle bandit right here apparently a cop in mississippi was arrested by her colleagues for allegedly shoplifting sneaks while on duty and in the uniform gets taken into custody in her own squad car all right where is officer what's the guy's name not officer i can't mr i can't remember the officer's name here all right but wait a minute you're supposed to be what is going on you're supposed to be you're not supposed to be shoplifting lady you're supposed to be out here preventing crime you're supposed to be serving and protecting and dropping necking yes and all of that (laughs) somebody called the cops on this straggle is this the same woman this looks like an interesting story there apparently Apparently, the New York Post has the story, and I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be crime and law CGA. We'll just call it. We'll just call it crime and law CGA. I can't find the story, all right? But apparently, the New York Times had the story uh, of Mississippi. All right, all right. Uh, next one here, we'll do. Well, that'll be it for Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Mr. Brooks was his name. I think it was Mr. Brooks, wasn't it? Did you guys get that, Mr. Brooks? All right, remember there was a straggle. She got caught cheating. She drove, or the dude drove 120 miles to come get some peace leave. Who remembers that? And then what happened was they got caught parking in the parking lot, parking, and then the officer, black officer, Mr. Brooks, confronted them and the straggle was getting loud mouth she started popping off at the mouth and he grabbed that wig wearing strag her wig fell off who remembers that and she was like mr brooks mr brooks <laughs> there was so many there was so many things that i've done mr brooks in atlanta 
but she was popping off at the lips. But then, sir, officer, sir, sir, Mr. Brooks, Mr. Brooks was having her ass in a pinch. <laughs> the wig wearing bandit was getting her back blown out in a parking in a parking uh, a closed park. And she was like, I don't have to do nothing. Officer Brooks, Officer Brooks ass ninja. <laughs> somebody got this straggle right here. Officer Brooks. I think somebody got her. Officer Brooks got her. I hope Officer Brooks got that women. Yeah. Anyway. That was crazy. Yeah, I think she was had something to do with her phone and she was making a mess. Uh, of course, not listening to instructions. I don't know why these women don't listen to instructions. Just listen. Just listen. Just close your trap. They don't want to listen. <laughs> Officer Brooks. All right, shout out to no government name says if women struggle, the economy will struggle. Yeah, I mean, this is a catch 22. It's an interesting thing here. Uh, uh, guys have wanted to so much in this space for women to get their comeuppance. All right, women to cut their cut. Their co- <laughs> Silence, you fool. You know, in the in the in the space that they call the manosphere, red pill, red pill adjacent. Men have wanted women to get their comeuppance. But the problem is, and this is going to be the problem is that when they fall, we all fall. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, not all of us. This is why we tell you to be a free agent. But if you're just a regular job guy and you're waiting for women to fall, they're going to collapse the economy. I mean, they've essentially done it. I know people won't people won't say they've done it, but ninja bullets will start flying and there's going to be a lot of slow singing and fly we're bringing. If my burger alarm starts ringing, they're going to drag us right into the cotton picking abyss financial abyss if there's no plan section eight them girls gonna cause a whole rift and i've always tried to tell you man men are gonna come save them like for instance i know uh can i piss off the pro blacks real quick i'm gonna piss y'all off i've been saying this about the peculiar institution for a long time and I know people don't want to admit it, but you got to have an explanation for this shit. You got to have an explanation. Many of you haven't been alive longer than 25, 30 years. Imagine you've been born in a time of more economic freedom of the melanated people. You've been alive more, uh, uh, far less than most people have been alive here that experienced a little less freedom. For instance, there's people here that were around and born in the early 70s. I was in the mid-70s. People have been born in the 60s. Um, it was an interesting time there. But that time period from the 1960s, which is the so-called civil rights movement and integration, leading into the Civil Rights Acts of 1965, it has been 60 years. 60 years. Here's the, here's the problem. It's been 60 years just from the Civil Rights Acts. Then you take and add on the Emancipation Proclamation and the, uh, the 13th Amendment. That is another hundred and something years. My math is telling me it's 100 and, oh, it's not even one. No, yeah. Okay, it's 160 years. But. Slavery went on for like 300 years. (laughs) Okay. 300. 300 plus. Now you got to ask yourself. 
the window of what you call the so-called slavery employment years or 325 years. We've only had like 160 years of freedom and really only the last 60 years. It's been a mess for like 100 years leading up to that 60. So it's only been like 60 years. Here's the problem. In that 60 years, look at what has been created amongst the so-called melanated people. Look at the chaos, particularly between, you know, black women's stance, their political alignment, the decisions that they made, the welfare acts, leaving y'all asses out, uh, kicking the fathers out, child support, Oprah Winfrey, feminism. Look at all the shit that has happened in this time, sexual revolution, promiscuity, promotion of prostitution. Look at what has happened in the 60-year window. My theory says this, and this is backed up. This is backed up. Somebody said the country is only 248 years. Yet yeah, you're discounting the years that were, listen, uh, slavery and procuring institution was around before 1776. Right? It's been around prior to that. Okay, so it's been around probably 80 years, 100 years prior to the 1776. All right, but, and that slavery was always going, already going on in the Middle East. But, but my question, my, my thing is, look at what's happening in this last 60 years. My theory says, and people have pointed books that will back this up. Y'all could have been free possibly a long time ago if it wasn't for if it wasn't for y'all being sold out by black women, I'm going to just let y'all know right now. Y'all could have been free. Yeah, I had to give y'all the lesson. Y'all could have been free a long time ago. But it could have been possible that y'all ninjas didn't want to leave the plantation straggles. And they torpedoed your ass with the plantation politics. I mean, there's, you got to explain it. This, that, this is the only way. This is the only way it makes sense. Because we were just talking about it right here. We were just talking about it. Because they don't believe. They don't be listening. They hard-headed. You can't get, you know, Harriet Tubman supposedly with the Underground Railroad. Y'all just could have been. It, that, how do you explain it, bro? <laughs> the plantation politics. Kept your monkey ass there because you don't want to leave these mammies. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's a people have pointed. This has been a theory. I cannot prove this. I cannot prove this. But the math ain't adding up because look at the 60 year period from 19, uh, 1960 to 2020. Look at the, all the bullshit, <laughs> especially they mamas. Look at all the bullshit y'all been able to get into in the last 60 years. You're going to explain 325 years? How do you explain that shit? Mm. It was like, we leaving. No, nah, don't leave. Why? Well, Massa got a nice hut for us. And uh, you don't know how to read. And where your black ass going to work? Uh, but we going to be free. We's going to be free. Oh, hush your mouth. You old foolish boy. 
You know your ass can't go out there and support us. You ain't got no job. You broke, dusty, dirty ass. Look at your ashy ass feet. You ain't got no pants. Your pants half cropped off. Your black ass ain't worth a damn thing. You niggas ain't shit. Hush your mouth, boy. And learn your place around here. We tell you what to do around here. I know good and well the master take care of you. I'll be up in this bedroom every night. Now, this is a theory. This is just a theory. This is not factual. I'm giving you a little bit of a drunk history lesson. <laughs> Hush your foolish mouth by the Lord. The Lord strike you down. All right, what you going to do? You can't read. You can't write. You can't got no job. You ain't got no skills. Uh-huh, I got skills. The master told me I got skills. I know how to shoe horses, and I know how to fix his wagons. I've been coming up fixing wagons and shoeing horses for the last 30 years. I know how to survive out there. You don't know how to get through Greenwood. Hush your mouth, you old lazy, ashy foot ninja. This is just a theory. <laughs> All right, anyway. This is just a theory. I'm just thinking out loud. Somebody said blacks were more together then. Really? Is that what you think? All right, anyway. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud. It, they're, 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 look, look, okay, look. Look at the shit that you're in now. And it's been 400 plus years, and you still ain't got out of it. You know what you had to do? You had to get out. You had to leave the cotton-picking community. Yeah, that's brother starving. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. I'm just thinking, I want you to think. I want you to think. Today, when your black ass t try to leave and get you some pink toes, they tell you you can't leave. I want you to think. I know it's hard. They tell you that you can't leave the community. You going to leave us out here for that long streaky hair, pale porcelain skin, blue eye, devil white woman with the pink toes and the flat booty? And you're like, yeah. No, you can't leave, you shuffling Uncle Tom boot licking Sambo. And you're like, why? I want to leave. You're going to leave us down here? You ain't going to be out here to uplift us? This is 2024, Ninja. Mm. We in 2024, and we still can't leave the community. So I'm just letting you know. They, they get, they'll get, they're guilting you in 2024 for leaving. Like, you can't even move out into the suburbs. You want to move out there? You want to move? Hush your mouth, boy. You want to be out here? You need to be out here with your people. This is 2024, Ninja. So imagine you want to run away from the plantation and bring everybody. All right, here's what we're going to do, y'all. Uh-uh. <laughs> they told you you wasn't black if you voted for Biden. Imagine that you was like, I don't want Massa no more. And it was like, you ain't black. And it's, this is modern time. This is modern time. This is today. Imagine 150 years ago when you was like, uh-uh, man, where's Donald Trump at? <laughs> Whoever Donald Trump version of 1820. And it was like, nah, man. Nah, man. Don't don't go to him, man. We just going to keep voting master in every four years. Mm. I want you to think about it. Just put your mind to it. I don't have any proof of what I'm saying here, although there are some books that talk about this. We are living that now in a community that you don't fucking own. Like, it's mind blowing. Like, you can't leave this. Okay, but we don't own nothing here, but it's ours. It's not yours. <laughs> mm. 
This is our plantation. This is ours. We live here. Yeah, but you, you live there, but you don't own anything there. This is master's plantation. Yeah, but he put us here. So he's got to stay here and make it better. And you're like, like no. <laughs> you're like, um, this is not ours. This is, a po- this is poverty. This is uh, broken down. This is, this is dysfunction. This chaos. This is the same thing the person said in 1820. Like, this is not ours. This is dysfunction. This is chaos. This is slavery. I want to leave it. And they're like, you can't leave. Huh? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, brothers. And who's telling you you can't leave? Who's telling you you can't leave? Man, it's, it's a wild thing. And I'm telling you, it's probably, it's probably has to do with people that don't want to listen. All right. It's a, it's interesting. That's why I tell y'all the biggest power you have is the leader. Anyway. Shout out to David Choi says for the chocolate daddy in the building. Shout out to the chocolate daddy. daddy. He says ride on and ride hard. Shout out to you brothers. All right. P- plantation politics is real. I'm telling you, man, it has something to do with it. It was uh, what did they call it? It was mental slavery. It wasn't physical. You know, they was going to whip us. I'm pretty sure five of y'all could have got together and took the overseer out. But no, it was mental. And if you really look at it, it was just basically people saying this employment is better than we can do. Like doing this is better than what we can do on our own. I guarantee. Listen, I don't want to get into it. And I wasn't there, so I can't say. But a lot of people just accept their reality, their fate. Like we ain't going to do no better than this. People are saying that today in 2024. It ain't going to get no better. <laughs> this is our situation. We're going to stay here and we're going to make it better. We're going to make it as best as we can. This is what they're saying, bro. In a place you don't own, it's a really, really, really a mental struggle for a lot of people. And, and you know, your situation is economically is mental. I'm going to write the book on this with absolutely no evidence. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Mm. It's going to be a motivation. Shout out to our brother here, Daz Dillinger. No, it's not. It's Daz Phillips. Daz did that is in the building. What did you say? I caramba. All right. I'm going to give you one right here. I caramba uh, right here. Let's take it to you right there. There she is right there. <laughs> I caramba. Oh, no. Oh, look at this. Oh, slop a lop drunk. This woman is wide as she is tall. Look at her. Ooh wee. Shout out to her. Look at all of that. Afro-Latina, I suppose. She's definitely, she looks like she's from Honduras. I caramba. Hey, I Need Money says, should Tim Duncan make the list from his first wife? Well, I would say a Tim Duncan is another mm, interesting character. Can't get right. You know, he's just a Tim Duncan. I don't know, man. <laughs> Tim Duncan. I wouldn't call him a simp. I wouldn't call him a sin. What are we doing here? Uh, shout out to Van says coach is absolutely right about American female slizaves. Uh, Cause y'all caused y'all to be in slavery for longer than it should have been Jamaican and Jamaica gained emancipation before you guys, because we actually fought and not just the men, but women fought. 
Interesting. And uh, Haiti was similar here. He says we have a female national hero. So if we could do it, you guys could do it, too. We pissing off some people today. American black men are spineless based on what I'm seeing. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I got you, Vans. All right. Uh, anyway. I got you, Vans. Yeah, man. And, and by the way, Vans is on to something because we still have these spineless men today. Like, you got to think, man. Look at the simps today. And men have, black men have only been getting so strong as early as 2015. For the first time, black men are pulling back their power from their mammies. For the first time in history, 2015. Before that, you know, they, they weren't as strong in, in terms of they always had to be, well, my mama said, and mama, throw mama from the train, ass ninjas. Uh, by the way, I did have a clip that I wasn't going to talk about, but they're saying Joe Biden has a problem in this next election, and it is black men. All right, because black men are going their own way. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh, I won't be able to find it. Black men are going their own way politically, and they're saying it's a problem. And this is, this is brand new. This is a brand new thing in the last since the Trump election, really. But the men that have, oh, by the way, if you're new to this space, do you know that the men that had to come up and talk, they couldn't even show their faces. That's how bad the backlash was against these men. They couldn't even show their face. They would wear helmets. We're, the Mad X bus driver, he was wearing a helmet. He probably still wearing a helmet to this day. Shout out to these men. That's how lethal more like 2012, yeah. I mean, that's how lethal the backlash is for black men to stand up um, as an independent force against what, what they feel is their own personal enslavement through the gynocracy of or the matriarchy of the community. And it's been a slow burn. Kevin Samuels was the one that really highlighted it uh, when he became popular, and he faced extensive backlash for being a, a Nat Turney, a runaway slave. And who was his biggest objector were black men and black women. And he stood up. He did have a lot of response from black men, but he stood up and they was like, mm -mm, no freedom for you. You think you're going to be able to call the shots in the community? Right. They was like, uh, uh, sit down. And they sat his ass down. Hmm? They sat his ass down and they celebrated. And he was trying to free men, right, from, like, he was trying to free men mentally. And they shut his ass down. Like, that's how serious it is. And if you think that's any different than the plantation, you, you, you guys have this pipe dream. You guys have this pipe dream that for three, which is, which is outrageous, that black people were together for 325 years just shivering and scared and mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and we shall overcome and we going to plan and one day it's going to get better and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you think that, that is the goofiest shit I ever heard, bro. That shit don't even make no sense. It don't make sense that people was just scared and oh my God, they're going to whip us. Bro. There was dancing and stanky legged and shuffling and eating chitlins and doing good and ninjas was living it up. Fuck it. This is it. This is life. There was fucking and there was women climbing up the master, going to see, cheating, affair. That was all kind of crazy shit. <laughs> Come on, man. 
Wade in the water. All right, follow the North Star and shit. Nah, bro, that was a dude. Just 325 years of that. Absolutely not. No, that shit did not go down like that. Did you look at your last 20 years? Y'all ninjas then had 50 dances. 50 fucking dances. And you're trying to tell me. <laughs> and you're still poor. You're still broke. You're still in disenfranchised. You still have redlining, gerrymandering, redistricting. You fucking have g- gentrification. Institutional racism. And y'all ninjas have 50 fucking dances in that time period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this shit is just wild. I just want you, I just want you to unlock your mind. Unlock your mind just a little bit, bruh. Talking about we was together. No what the fuck they wasn't. There ain't no way they was. <laughs> All right, anyway. If you was together, did you you would have had tore tore shit up? I'm just saying here. <laughs> Come on, man. Lame all the dances you had in 25 years. Hell, 40 years. Hell, doing the butt. Ah, what about doing the booty bump? Ninja, baby, we can do it. Take your time. Do it right. Ninja, go all the way to the 70s. 50 fucking years. And think of all the dances. Ninja Michael Jackson moonwalked his ass across the stage. (laughs) Shit. 325 years, there was just a whole... We gonna do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't believe that shit. I don't believe it. There ain't no way. There was too much plantation politics between the slaves and the genders. There was a gender war of epic proportion. Anyway. <laughs> Drunk history by CGA. Drunk history. New, 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 new world order. Yep, crabs in the bucket syndrome. If you leave, I'm going to tell. Ninja, I'm about to book it like, Ninja, I'm ready to go. All right, I got the map in my head. Ninja, I was out with Master. I already know the map. I know how to get 350 yards off the plantation. Soon as I get off, (laughs) my wife then told on me. Ninja, how many of y'all women told on you the family court and the police? And you're free. Imagine y'all in slavery. Ninja, you didn't get off there. And the hound dogs just hounding. <laughs> you run it off the plantation. Bitch, I'm going to make it. All I got to do is get to the river. Hound dogs just. <laughs> and who told, who told on you? Your girl on the plantation. While she was getting throttled by master. What the fuck we talking about, man? Stop. Stop. Revisionist history ass ninja. Stop. <laughs> anyway. Y'all had the double Dutch bus. Ninja. Drunk history by CGA. New, 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 new world order. It just don't make no sense. It only makes sense. My story is the only one that makes sense. You can deny it if you want. Talking about you was together all that time. No, you was not. You can't even stay together today for two fucking seconds. Two days. Stay together for two days. Ninja, y'all would be shooting each other over cookies and donuts in Memphis in no time flat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Pillow talking, baby. We're going to leave. Soon as you're ready to leave, you're like, come on, hurry up. Hurry up. Let's go. She's like, no, nah, I want to stay. Bitch, what's wrong with you? Okay, fuck it. I'm running. 
the gun line. Ninja, you getting shot up in the back. Getting 50 lashes from Uncle, uh, what's his name? Uncle Dr. Umar's ass. And Umar giving me the lashes, you Negro. You thought you was going to get away, huh? Dr. Umar just lashing me. You ain't going nowhere, you lazy bum. You stay here. Dr. Umar giving me the lashes. I'll give him the lashes, master. Whack. You thought you was going to get some white woman, didn't you? Whack. Where Dr. Umar ass at? All right, let me stop. All right, man, this show. Hey, yo, chill. This show is off the rails. Hey, <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, you guys gotta know, brothers. Let's do, let's do a little bit more work instead of this shit. All right, look, man. <sighs> All right, anyway, that's what happened when I left the computer top. All right, we got some super chats. All right, uh, shout out to Superman says, Doom and Gloom, Wendy's is going to, st- oh, I saw this. Wendy's is going to start charging more during busy hours, and they're hoping that other places do the same. Brothers, man, we new, are screwed. New, new, new world order. <laughs> We're screwed, man. So did you hear this? Wendy's are going to char- uh, start charging higher prices like Uber. They're, they're going to do a burger price surge. Like Uber does a price surge. You look at your Uber and it'd be like $17. And then 10 minutes later, it's traffic, peak traffic, and it's $100. They're going to bump. We are, man. Bruh, we are in a mad dash to really people struggling. Really, fast food is for poor people. But you're going to charge them during peak hours for to make burgers. The same burger that at 2 o'clock was five bucks. Now the pricers, the burgers, 20 bucks at Wendy's and they're hoping everybody catches on. This has to do. Yes. You will eat cereal. Yes. Mm. You're going to eat cereal. <laughs> You're going to freaking eat cereal. I mean, this is food that I don't like, but this is poor people food. These are people that are trying to make it and all this shit. And now if all the people, of course, the other restaurants are going to catch on and they're going to do the same, man. Wendy's burger price surge is coming to a restaurant near you. Wow. We are done. Shout out to Kovey Killer. He says, had a bowl of cereal in the spirit of the you know who, indeed. New, 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 new and he order. says, I like a big labia. How about you, Trini <laughs> Basketball? Ugh. And he says, don't mind my giant. I can't say that. That's a family show. That's what she's saying. All right, JC says, that team going undefeated this day year. That's why they want to win. Mm-mm-mm. Rhode Island Street Preaching Ministry says, oh, the humanity. I asked George Bruno today if he knew you because I saw both of you on the 21 Studios and Google Images, and he said, yes, he talks to you. Shout out to the legendary George Bruno. And if you haven't been seen, he's been going viral on Instagram. Viral. He's been blowing up like the Goodyear blimp. Shout out to George Bruno, and he does know me. And every now and then, he call, he has a client that is a fan, and he does ring my phone line sometimes, and I do talk to some people that are fans or, or, or watchers of both of us. But he's going ham on Instagram right now. I'm, gl- I'm glad to see people like him get recognition after all this time. So really never give up. George Bruno kind of hit a peak on YouTube um, on his channel, and he's been diligent about posting on Instagram and he and he's going viral. All right, on many posts. Almost every post is going crazy. Uh shout out to Kobe Killer. 
says, but coach, black women is the queen of everything. Everything. I don't even know how to say that. But yes, they the queen. JC says, bosses, boss said, don't cross this here gun line, boy. Don't cross this here gun line. Maryland guy, shout out to you lifting weights. All right. And then Yardley Moise. Moise? I don't know how to say that. We'll call you Yardley. Yardley says, Joseph definitely was not a stepdad. God didn't have sex with Mary. The Bible actually says absolutely nothing about adoption, no scriptures. And he adopted that kid, indeed. All right, Undark says, you're right. I read about it in Frederick Douglass. His master let him leave the plantation whenever he wanted because he knew he would come back. They said it was common back then, indeed. So, yes, they, 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 they knew you were going to come back. See, the problem, the crux they had was that, what, were you, what else were you going to do? And you have to imagine, you didn't have paved roads. You didn't have the interstate. You didn't have signs that told you where to go. You were... You were in the forest. So what, what else were you going to do? And if they, if they ran away, they just put an ad in the newspaper and say return his ass for 15 cents. So um, it was a definitely an interesting time. Interesting time period that because people didn't document things because, you know, the victors, the people who conquered were able, the ones to tell the story. It's an interesting time. So you had, it's, I don't think it's what people tell it, what it is. The movies. Right. They were like, go, go on over there. <laughs> right. And then you went over there and you was like, yes, I'll go back. That's not all situations here, but it, it's interesting. You went back to your mammy. Yeah, you, were, you was illiterate. You couldn't read most of the time. What was you going to do? <laughs> so anyway. Build a house, rip, lease an apartment, run. Most people wasn't going to do nothing anyway. You didn't have a car. A car would have been convenient. Can I borrow your car, Massa? And just, right, just take off. That would have been super convenient, but you didn't have a horse. There was mosquitoes, biggest frogs outside. You didn't have DDT. It was humid. What was you going to do? Ninja can't swim. You can't swim. So what was you going to do? All right, anyway, let's get to the show, man. I done pissed some people off today, but I just wanted y'all to think. Shout out to Dane Calloway. I just want to make you think. And I don't have to, you don't have to agree with everything. Yes. Prime and Law CGA. Let's get back to this. Uh, right here. Ray J. Prince and Princess Love filed for divorce for the fourth time. Fourth time. Speaking of, speaking of. There, there it is right there. This is, this is thug love. I know you need that thug love. All right, there's Ray J out here taking another L. Ray J and Princess Love calls it quit yet again. The actress filed for divorce from the One Wish hitmaker in Los Angeles County Monday after nearly eight years of marriage. Four divorces or four times filed over eight years. The couple split is their fourth divorce attempt since May 2020 as they continually dismissed their previous request while working out their differences, I would say give it up. Throw the damn towel at this point. Hours after filing the paper, Love got candid after the breakup on the gram, admitting it is in their best interest to go their separate ways. It is with heavy hearts that we share the news of our decision to divorce. Thank you very much. What's done in public shall remain in public. After much reflection, discussion, and counseling. Yeah, I mean, guys, look. Look at what it takes. (laughs) 
to keep a marriage going, bro. All of this. And we talking about eight years. Eight years, which is the average length of a marriage that ends in divorce. Eight years. And that eight years is straight up was war. That was eight years of war. Four filed divorces in eight years. <laughs> this is making a mockery of marriage. We think uh, reading rainbow marriage is a mockery of marriage. This is an absolute farce. And they had to go to deliberation, reflection, discussions, counseling. She says we had to come to this difficult realization that our paths have diverged. Okay. She continued. And there she is right there. You know, there she is right there. Celebrity marriage is difficult. She continued. We want to reassure you that this decision was made thoughtfully and with mutual respect and consideration for each other's well-being. This is all nice. They share two daughters. She's in, she's on Love and Hip Hop. How apropos. They share two daughters. No, a daughter and a son, a five-year-old and a four-year-old. And it says right here, while their relationships as spouses may be coming to an end, they remain committed to co-parenting as long as he pays his child support. Uh, though their chapter of their lives may be closing, it says we look forward to embracing. What is? Who cares about this? Did AI write this? AI definitely wrote this. She back. She going to be back on these streets right here, bro. In these streets. Uh, she is. He is 43. She is 39. They weren't uh, readily made available to comment. Love first filed for divorce from her husband in May 2020, alleging he stranded her and their va daughter in Las Vegas while he went to a strip club. Ray J denied these claims, claiming that his now ex was left in the hotel room. Okay. He stranded us. That's what she said. No, he went, he left you in the hotel room. You were fine. He said, I would never, I would never leave my baby and my wife. I would die first before I let them on the side of the road. So she's a liar. She's using semantics to say that that's a, that's trash, trash, trash ass right here. In July, 2020, the reality star dismissed the case, but within a few months, Ray J filed for divorce that September at the time. An insider told us that the singer in love simply didn't want to be married to each other. That same month, Ray claimed he and love went to counseling, but it was always one-sided. Yeah. Well, there you go right there. All right, so it was one-sided. This is not a surprise. None of this surprises me, but some of you guys have to find out the hard way. They called off that split in March of 2021 before Ray filed for the third time in October 2021. They eventually reconciled two years later. Um, one of the mistakes I see he's making is that that she's starting the she's starting the marital, she's keeping the marital clock going. And I'm gonna just give you a piece of counsel here. This is not legal advice. If you get in these situations, you got to realize the marital clock keeps going. And as such, she's going to be entitled to much more of the compensation and resources in community property, possibly debt. If she racks up the debt, she can possibly target certain accesses to retirement portfolios, income, and shit like that. If you keep filing and then reconciling, the clock, the marital clock continues. And that's where the mistake was going to be made. My advice to Ray J, this is not legal advice, is you need to break this shit off. Do not reconcile. Reconcile. Follow through with the divorce because you're getting into the press's 10 years in California. I think they're in California. After the 10-year mark, she could qualify for lifetime alimony. 
So you're getting into critical territory. You made it to eight years. If you get it to 10 years in California, there is still lifetime alimony on the books. However, they're trying to de-escalate women off the lifetime alimony. One thing that you will have to understand that with alimony, alimony is very hard to get modified. Courts are less likely in California to modify alimony where child support can be modified where if you get put on alimony, you're less likely to get it modified, but judges will look at it and say, you need to get on your feet at one particular point. But if your income is so much greater than hers, if there is an alimony uh, given in California, this is California, check your local, do your due diligence, do your own research. Don't ask me about Michigan. All right, don't ask me about Michigan. But California, they're trying to escalate women off. But of course, if it's a high alimony, like $10,000 a year, you have less likely chance to get that de-escalated. Even the de-escalation is going to take several decades. And by then, you're, you're already old and you might be already bankrupt. Okay. California is the worst place to get a divorce. Um, I'm, it's on record and New York might be in the second here. But what he better do is follow through with this divorce and end it at the eight-year period where if you ended at the eight-year period, um, yeah, it's not just California, but I'm just using, they're in California, all right? So I'm just, but they're at the eight-year period where the alimony is going to work like this. Let me tell you how the alimony is going to work in California, okay? Let me, let me tell you how it's going to work. Um, in California, if you're married under 10 years, this is legally called a short-term marriage. I want you to think about this because a lot of people brag about they were married for five years and they want to brag about how successful their marriage is. Matt Walsh has been married for 12 years and produced six children. And he says, hey, I have a successful marriage. But let me just give it to you like this. In California, a marriage under 10 years is considered a short term marriage, meaning it almost never existed in life wise. It never existed where she would only be entitled to four years of alimony. So short-term marriages, the partner who is the least income earner is only going to get half the time of the marriage. You marry for eight years, you're only going to get five years. You marry for two years, you're only going to get one year. You're married for ten, nine years, you're only going to get four and a half. You're married for six years, you're only going to get three years of alimony. This is to try to prevent women from fighting. But let me tell you, I've been in the situation. I was married 8.9, 8 years, 9 months. And my ex-wife fought me for some alimony. I was like, you're only going to get 4 years of alimony. And she fought for it and, and fought her ass off for it and only got $100 a month. But $100 a month times 4.5 years is chump change. You, got, you, you fought like crazy. That, that was your retainer. That was your legal retainer. But 10 years in California is a lifetime. It's considered lifetime. It is still on the books in California, although I've seen judges try to get women to try to get on their feet so that they can modify the alimony, not get rid of it. And, and you know what's crazy? If, if, um, if, she, if she gets remarried, and she has lifetime alimony. This is what happened in Florida. That's why Ron DeSantis got these lazy bitches off their ass and got rid of lifetime alimony over in Florida. Shout out to Ron DeSantis. And these women had to go get Walmart jobs 
If you divorce and she's in her 30s, if she gets remarried, then the alimony ends. But what woman is going to get five figures of alimony and get remarried? So how women have been playing it is they get another mate, but they never married that man legally. So they get another man. She's 39. So let's say at 42, she meets another man. She moves him in. They're eating steak and lobster off of your alimony. She partying and traveling. She fucking everybody. And then she gets a guy and they stay together for 20 years, but they never marry. The lifetime alimony still goes, comes from Ray J to her in this situation. But she doesn't marry the guy, but they stay together for 20 years. I know a couple that does that. I know a couple that does that. So lifetime after 10 years, there's plenty of women living right now in California and they were married 40 years ago, but that marriage lasted 10 years and they're still getting alimony. Yes, they're still getting straight. And the marriage was, they got married in 1980. It ended in 1990. It is now 2024. These women are still getting alimony checks and they've been married and divorced two and three times. I'm telling you, bro. (laughs) It is cold-blooded, but you guys don't know this because a lot of men don't know it, and Ray J possibly doesn't know it. I'm trying to let them know that this right here is what men need to know before they get married, especially in these states. You have to read my book. Read my book. You have to do your due diligence. And, oh, I will add this. Do you know who knows about this? The women. Women know this stuff. This is why I tell you I, the, the divorce is planned before the wedding the fact is women know this either before the marriage or during the marriage you don't know it she won't tell you and then she'll just keep it going and then 10 years one day she will file for divorce year 11 year 12 she'll file for divorce so go to my website 52 things men must do before marriage fill this out submit you will get some you will get some mail email Um, But you should get a book. If you have high security settings on your email, you will not get the email. Check your junk mail. And I'm not going to send you the damn book. All right, just let you know. But since women know this, this is why I tell you the the divorce is planned before the wedding. This is why I tell you that's simply right there. She's hoping you don't know or don't you're ignorant. That is a plan. If I have information as a mate and I'm not sharing it with you, or I'm using it against you and you don't know, and I'm considering continuing dragging out the marriage, that is an example of the divorce's plan before the wedding. Huh? So that's crazy. It's crazy, huh? So I would tell him they were, they were married for eight years, and he called it off married divorce. If they want to reconcile, somebody says 10 years, two days, mine cut up. Yep. If they want to reconcile, I would tell him to go through the divorce, see the results of the divorce, and then if she wants to get back with you and the kids, she needs to start acting right and get back when she has no leverage, meaning that she has no marital clock. What you'll find out is she won't get back with you. She won't reconcile because there's no reason for her. She has no advantage. She'll simply move on. She'll crawl underneath the hole or a rock, and she'll go away. She'll take the alimony at halftime and then be done with it. 
Yeah. So it's really, really a tough game. I'm telling you, brothers, it is tough out here. A lot of guys do not know this. This is why I'm doing this. Yep, start back at one. Uh, same thing with you guys. These girls, you go on dates with them. They're very crafty. They'll go on two dates with you. On date number three, she knows she got to give up the draws. What do women do? Craftily, they will fall back. Because she knows the draws, gonna, you're going to put pressure on her. You're like, it's date three, baby. Oh, we, we, I gave you, I treated you on date one. I took you on a fucking uh, ride on date two. We went on an amusement park, and I, I held out. Date three, we're having salmon and quinoa at my house with asparagus tips. All right, we're going to cook together, and uh, we about to have a good old time, which is going to end on me clapping them cheeks. Eventually, she'll drop out. Then what she'll do is, months later, re-engage. Hey, I was doing, you know, I got busy. It wasn't my fault. I feel bad. She knew she was going to have to give up them big, big old draws. Now, what she'll do is re-engage. Hey, how you been? I just thought about you. And I was, you know, I got busy and my dog died and my grandmama got hit by a train. And then she'll re-engage months later. Then what she'll do is say, let's start back. Let's meet up again. And she'll start back at square one. Let, and you're like, okay, we're at date number three where you come over and get them cheeks clapped. Come over and have salmon, quinoa, and asparagus tips, and we'll have a glass of wine, and I'll clap them cheeks. And she'll be like, wait a minute. I want to get to know you. It's been a couple of months. She wants to go back to date number one. Mm. <laughs> and you know, baby, we on date number three. Oh, I don't remember. What did we do? Oh, we did this on date number one and number two. Oh, those weren't real dates. She'll reset. She'll reset. These people are crafty, crafty individuals. They do this shit on purpose, but you guys don't know this. All right. Anyway, that's crime at law CGA. <laughs> Ain't no reset. It's panty dropping time. You want to drop panties? No? Okay. Uh, don't contact me no more, just like you did previous to that. We ain't talking no more. <laughs> we going 10 toes up. He said, that's a crime. Yeah, they're committing crimes out here. They're criminals with this shit. I tell you how to get over on these women, man. They finesse artists, all of them. Women in mental health. And we'll do some super chats before we get to the main event. Here we go. Yeah, you know who I am. Don't act stupid now. <laughs> Don't act stupid. Women in mental health here. This is going to cause a major crisis. I've been telling you and warning you. Um, okay, I'm saving this story for another day. I guess I am. According to Fortune Magazine. Gen Z is more likely to call in sick to work gen, than Gen Xers 20 years ago. And it says right here, they're senior, 20 years they're senior to a mental health crisis turbocharged by young women. All right, that's an interesting headline reading by CGA. Gen Z is more likely to call in sick to work more than their Gen Z counterparts. And it says, thanks to a mental health crisis, turbocharged by young women. I got it right the second time. Now, this is a problem. I told you that this is going to be a problem. This is one of the reasons I got other education and, and children and, 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 and high school and teaching and coaching. I saw this coming. I saw this coming back then. And one of the reasons I saw this coming, I saw people making, um, making claims to have diagnoses or growing up in difficult times and trauma. I saw this shit coming. And the problem I had with this 
is that this stuff was always brought up at the most opportune times. For instance, when there was discipline, you're going to discipline a kid. Here it is. They have ADD. They're taking Xanax or whatever they're taking. Uh, Their daddy died when they were three. They grew up in a gang culture. Their brother got shot on a birthday. Rest in peace to T-Mon. So it only came up when there was discipline, when there was accountability, when it was time to work. And I was like, man, nah, man, I'm not having this shit. Yeah, peanut allergy. I got to sit out. I got asthma. I can't run laps. And I said, this shit is getting crazy. So it's only when, and it's hard for you to want to win when people are letting people sit out. I got a concussion. And again, I'm not making light of these situations, but most of these things are overdiagnosed. They're not accurate. And people, therapists, uh, doctors, they'll take the safe route. They're uh, psychologists. They'll take the the safe route. Well, you know what? I can't make a decision because I'm a fucking coward. So what I'll do is I'll take the safe route. And they'll just be like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll err on the side of caution. This is what therapists do when they give your kids prescriptions for mental health meds. Your kid says, I got this and that. I learned on TikTok that I got this. Okay, I see you as a big old fat $250 an hour bill. I'll err on the side of caution. Another parent says, no, man, make my kid work. All right, make them do their laps. Make them do their push-ups. Make them get good grades. And the therapist's like, mm, mm, uh, do you think you're going to hurt yourself? Yes. Okay, prescription. Well, the psychiatrist, they'll, they'll give them to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist will script them. And I'm like, this is a slippery slope to lack of productive people. Slippery slope. So people just err on the side of caution. Custody cases, social worker shows up. Kid says, I want to live with dad. Mom says no. They do an evaluation and the social worker's a coward and goes, mm, I'll err on the side of caution. Let the kids stay over with mom. Err on the side of caution. Okay, doctors, your kid, your your athlete has a sprained ankle. Sprained ankle. They don't want to practice because they don't see any incentive to return back to practice. That happens as an athlete. Oh, fuck, I can get a couple of days off of practice. They go to the athletic trainer. The trainer says, you're fine, get out there. Oh, they, I don't know. And they go to a doctor. The doctor makes them take two weeks off. Two weeks. Why? The doctor wants to err on the side of caution. Doctor don't give a fuck that you got a game. Doctor don't give a fuck that your rotation in your lineup. Doctor don't care that you need that person to be productive and win. Doctor don't care. Doctor, two weeks off, sprained ankle. (laughs) So people err on the side of caution. This is another situation here. This is why I think the culture is going to erode because everything is mental health. Everything is trauma. Everything is a sob story. Everything is I got a crisis. And guess what? Who is it turbocharged by? Young women. And this is what I'm telling you now. This is the problem right here. This is the problem. Same thing with the, the allergies and everybody got some shit. This is where you can't challenge people. As soon as you go up to challenge them, They're going to fall back to this, especially young women. Also, you're talking about these are the young women, the future wives of America. These are the women that you're fornicating with. These are the women that you want to get married to. If you're a young man 
and they're turbocharging this mental health push. TikTok overdiagnosing and misdiagnosing kids. They're self-diagnosing themselves. And I, I say this is straight to loserville. I know people think um, I'm mean on the mental health issue, but this is why I'm telling you is going to be the problem. Because now these kids don't want to work. As soon as you do, I need a mental health day. Oh, man. I mean. But they partying, fornicating, vaping. They doing all this shit. When it's time to, when it's time to get stuff, when it's time to show up and get, get gifts, they can show up. But when it's time to do some work, they got to sit in a quiet room. Uh, they got to get They got to get in the, they got to get in the zone because all of the, uh, all of the uh, sensory, their sensory overload. They're going to quit to not want to go get challenged. And they're going to get out of everything. They're going to get out of going to jail. There was a guy. He, he didn't want to go to jail because he had mental health issues. Um, they don't want to go to war. They don't want to fight. They don't want to work. Right? And this is why I'm hardcore on this issue. And then you're going to get in relationships with these women. And they're going to blow up your whole frame. They're going to blow your shit up. They don't blow your shit up. She don't want to fuck because she's having a mental health crisis. She ain't going to want to be held accountable because she's having a mental health crisis. She ain't going to want to go to work and because she wanted to focus on her career because she's going to have a mental health crisis. It says young women are 1.6 times more likely to call in sick than Gen Z men research shows. I don't know why they're comparing those two. I don't know why they're comparing those two. What, what is the comparison between? Oh, I'm sorry. Gen Z men. I thought they meant Gen X. I, I read it and still misinterpreted it, but that happens. So uh, even amongst their own counterparts, the women can't hack it. <laughs> Bruh. They can't hack it. Everything is trauma and I pass and this and that and I was up. I think this is going to lead to weakness. Uh, Gen Z, oh, somebody right here. Gen Z's women's declining mental health has seen sickness levels leapfrog those of Gen X. Leapfrog. Leapfrog. <laughs> Jesus. This is gonna be this is gonna be sad. If you're a parent and you have a Gen Z kid, son or daughter, good luck parenting them. Good luck. Because what they're gonna say is, you know, I mean, and the Gen Z people for all intents and purposes, they don't know that this mental health issue thing is new, okay? I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt because this is their world. They've been told this since they were fucking young and babies. Okay, They've been psyops this and told new, this. New, 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 new world now, order. they might think that we grew up with this same olive branch, the same skate ability. We, don't have, we didn't grow up like this. And then they're saying we didn't have any... We didn't we didn't resolve it. Therefore, we have still issues. This is the this is the whole bullshit, right? I mean, you could talk yourself into these are things that don't have a conclusion. And I don't like I don't like um, what do they call it? I don't like when you do something and there's no conclusion. Like, okay, what's the conclusion? And the conclusion seems to be, oh, just keep going to therapy for twenty years. Like, no, no, no. I, I don't like loose ends. I don't like loose ends. I like to be able to resolve it. I like to solve a problem. I'm a man. I'm a man. I don't like to just leave it loosey-goosey and, well, let's just see. Not when my wallet, not when my time is on the line. Now, Gen Z people hear this and they think I'm crazy. But, yeah, you leaving shit open-ended, loose ends. No, 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 I'm not doing this shit because this, this favors bullshit. Then when something comes up, oh, my, my mental therapy acting up. 
my herpes acting up. I'm not, no, man. I'm not going to be up and down and left and right. All right, let me go to what I want to do. I got where, I, I know where I'm going. Now, if you have children and your children believe that you don't believe in their mental health shit, good luck. You, you screwed. Because they're going to be like, my parents don't believe in mental health and I'm going through some issues. And you say, man, you better get your shit in gear. They're going to weaponize that against you as a parent, especially in California. And these pseudoscientists and these social workers and these counselors who are losers, most of them are losers. Let's just be frank. Most of them are absolute losers. Look at their belly. Most of them are tap dancing ass, reading rainbow, libtards, zooted. They, they, they pill poppers themselves. And this is a fact. This is an absolute fact. Most of them do not hold people accountable and they err on the side of caution and they're financial hustlers. They're scamming the insurance. Not all of them, but enough of them are. I've showed you this. So now you have no outs. You have no ability to rein your shit in. And who's leading this charge? You're seeing this right here. Young women who are amongst, if you take the, if you take the weakest link, of our current culture, it is Gen Z women. They are the weakest link of our entire civilization right now. And it ain't even close. I mean, Gen Z men ain't that much better at this point. But if you take the collective generations, even the baby boomers, even the silent generation who are just still hanging on by a thread, if they don't got two feet in the grave, they got one for certain. But the absolute weakest link of our entire culture is Gen Z women. It ain't even close. (laughs) Okay. They contribute very little and consume almost every damn thing. (laughs) Right here. And they are leading the charge of not wanting to work. What happened to I want to focus on my career? So you can't take focus on my career. You can't take these people seriously. And I know people don't like when I talk about this because it's important. No, fuck that. Not in comparison to what we need to accomplish. That's important. That's super important. This is crazy, bro. Somebody says requiring a diagnosis to bill insurance is literally a scam. I mean, that's the largest scam. One of the largest scams going. You guys don't know that. And I've revealed that to you. I'm like, wait a minute. You walk in there. They say, do you have insurance? You say, yes. They come sit down. All right. You want some sessions? You want some help? Yes. Okay. I have to diagnose you so I can build the bill, the insurance. Oh, wait, you have to give me a diagnosis in order to get paid. Yes. That's, li- that's literally how it works. Now, if I showed up with cash, I can say, I don't want a diagnosis, and they don't have to diagnose you. But because you come up with insurance, they literally have to diagnose you with something. That has got to be a scam. Okay, <laughs> I don't care what you say. That, that throws any statistic I've ever seen related to mental health completely out the window. It throws it out. You know, 34% of people and 70% of people got, it throws it out the window. I don't, I don't believe in any statistic now related to it because the statistic is hinging on people showing up with insurance and getting diagnosed as a requirement of the use of insurance. This is a, brothers. 
You diagnosed with laziness. That's what you diagnosed with. That's crazy. That that's wild. That's some wild ass shit, bro. <laughs> of course, you normies don't want to do it, coach. You're so you're so hard. You don't believe there's trouble. And yes, there's some crazy cuckoo people out here that need some help. There's some cuckoo ass people out here that need some help, but we got to figure that out. So they just going to diagnose me. They're going to diagnose me because they got to. And guess what? These, these Gen Z loser women run out. I got bipolar and borderline and I got schizophrenia and Apple. They run out proud. They can't wait to get on TikTok and tell everybody they got a legit diagnosis. They can't wait. Soon as they get it, they run right out to the internet. Oh my God, I got ADHD, ADHD. I got this and that. And you don't have shit. <laughs> like what? They can't wait to run out on the internet and tell everybody just so they can say, well, you know, I got it really bad. This is a problem, bro. And I know y'all right here, dog mad as hell. Look at them running out the building. Anyway. It's so wild. It's so freaking wild. I don't understand why people don't see it. But, of course, there's too many normies, knuckle draggers, lazy people, and there's also the deaf, dumb, and blind. I should not I should not think otherwise. But here's where the real problem is. You know where the problem is? Is that these people don't know that this is going to come back to bite them in the ass. This is going to come out to bite you in the ass. Gen Z, listen to me. You're eventually going to grow up because right now the oldest Gen Z is 25, 26. The youngest is 16 or 15. One day you're going to grow up and you're going to want to do something. And then you're going to go back to your parents and say, why did you let me do this? Because your parents were using you as well. Now, I've been telling people, you know, if you do this, you're going to get an IEP. What is an IEP? It's an individualized education uh, program. I believe it is. And if you are in school and your parents say, yes, give Johnny some problems. He got problems uh, focusing. And they put your ass on special ed. You have an IEP that's going to follow your ass into eternity. It's like a criminal record. It's going to go to your college. It's going to go through all of that shit. It's going to go through your work. Potentially, now you are an IEP. You're going to be filling out an application. Have you ever been in the IEP? Special ed? Check. Yep. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And then they can might toss your ass. They might toss your ass. Now you didn't have a severe, so you didn't have a severe shit, but your mama, your daddy, somebody couldn't parent you and they put your ass on that shit. And now you run around here like you're special ed and you probably just needed a little bit of discipline. So you got the extra help through schooling, the extra test time, but this IEP is going to follow your ass. Let's say you were a kid and you got a mental health diagnosis that, was used for insurance or another parent used it to weaponize the other. I'm going to play a video and this young woman is going to find out that her, her mental health issue is now hindering her from pursuing something she wanted to do. And this is going to fuck Gen Z women over. Somebody said IEP is like a dishonorable discharge. Yep. They're going to go, mm. they're going to think twice. Watch this. This young woman who wants to fly this airplane is now, I think she's Gen Z or maybe Zennial. 
she's going to find out because of her mental health history and her head meds that she can't fly the fucking plane. That's exactly what I was talking about. They won't let her fly the plane. If I'm not mistaken, we're going to hear her story. This is what I'm talking about. Now, she said, well, I have to have this and I have that. And you rode that shit out for five, 10 years. And since you were five and eight and 15, now you want to be in the real world and pursue shit. But they said, nope, you can't fly it because of your mental health issues. All right, let me go ahead and pull this up right here and play it. I love this shit because I love when people get the comeuppance. <laughs> here we go right here. Because here we go right here. Let me let me do it. And by the way, she overweight too, but that's neither here nor there. That might that might be an issue as well, but that's neither here nor there. How difficult it was, and nobody had any information on how long things were going to take, the people that I needed to see, or anything like that. So it would have been nice to have someone who was like super nice and open about it and talking about it. The reason why I had to go through all this is because I'm on like an antidepressant for anxiety and depression, um, which is something I don't regret going on just because uh. it has changed my life in such a fantastic way, um, which not to say it's for everybody, but for me, it helped a lot. Um, so I started that process. I saw probably four different specialists. I saw four different specialists. Now, let, let me go back before we continue here. Yes, I'm on my soapbox. If you guys were diagnosed with herpes, <laughs> all right, if she was diagnosed with herpes, she certainly would not see four specialists. She would just go take the herpes cream. But for some reason, they're one to shop. I'm going to see this. I don't know what's going on. I'm a, they see one therapist. They see one counselor. They see one psychiatrist. Oh, they ain't giving me what I want. They ain't giving me Dr. Feel Good. All right, they ain't giving me the feel good. Go to two. Go to three. Shop, 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 shop. Oh, I got what? As soon as they get the, the, the one they want, okay, give me that. They don't go to see no more therapists. <laughs> you see this? They don't go to see no more psychiatrists. All right, but hey. It ain't me. I'm just calling the bullshit out. Saw so forensic psychologists, like psychiatrists. Uh, I literally don't even know the names of all the fancy doctors that I went and saw. I don't know the name of all the fancy doctors. And she giggling. She's sniggling. I, I mean, I can't take people seriously, bro. I can't take y'all seriously with this shit, bro. How about you go go for a jog? She don't want to do that. You should have saw a fitness trainer. All right. I, I, I mean, this is, this is crazy. I can't treat you people seriously. Look at her. Look at this face, guys. This is what, this stuff right here. I don't even know the name of all the fancy doctors. <laughs> Rich kid problems. And you know how much your parents spent for you to go to all these fancy specialists? You know how many insurance, you know how the insurance got built. You know how many deductibles were met. You know how many appointments needed to be taken so you could go to these things. And you still here overweight, soggy, rounded off shoulders. And you still here, nothing happened, <laughs> right? All right, let's continue with this farce here. Here we go. Uh, um, but finally... Um, I got all my paperwork in. I saw all the doctors I needed to see. And doctors. it was about a year after that that it took for the FAA to review okay. all of my documents and my paperwork. 
and for them to finally come back and say, hey, what? you have a special issuance, um, but by the way, you have to have updated documents like within the next month or it expires. And you're, you're like, what? And so a lot of these doctors, they're like, there's not many of them. So yep. it takes a while to get in and see them and get reports back and things like that. So my medical ended up getting deferred again. And it just recently, as of like, I think January 2nd, came through like officially. So I highly suggest researching the process before you start. If you're on any sort of medication or have any sort of medical anything that could prevent your medical. I didn't hear about any of this directly from the FAA. It was more like this vague sheet that they have on their website that your AME will give you and be like, these are the kind of doctors you need to see. Um, you can find them on so-and-so's website and schedule an appointment and then have them send the documents to me. So there were a few doctors I had to drive a few hours to go see. Oh, Jesus. Um, one of them was like a test I took on a computer. You know, her father got put and she built like her daddy. She built like her daddy. The, you know, these therapists just, these people just count on money. So you can get your big ass in that plane. And by the time you get the, the papers back, you ain't going to be able to fit in that plane. <laughs> that plane ain't going to be able to fit. You know, I mean, this don't make any sense, bro. This don't make any sense. And it was nothing with an actual doctor, but ended up costing like, $3,000 for the appointment. $3,000 to take a computer test. Man. 3K to take a test computer. I'm, I'm done with this woman. So this is what I'm talking about here. You got the computer doctor. You paid $3,000 and drove hours to take a computer test for 3K. They're going to burn through this money, man. I'm just I'm letting you know, man. If you have kids like this, they're going to burn through your freaking money. But then what happens is later on, when they hit adulthood, they're going to run into roadblocks like this. Military, civil service, police officers, fine planes. They're going to realize, like, what's going on? And she's just, oh, I had to do this and I had to do that. I'm glad she got the help she needed. I'm glad she had to, got the help she needed. But I just think, man, this is, this is going to end not well for us long term. We're not going to even see the results of this. Let's get to the super chats. All right, we got a couple more things to discuss here. Thank you for sitting around here long enough. We got 1,800 people watching us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do we got here? Uh, Kobe Killer says, I never beat my slaves. I took care of them well. Yeah, shout out to you. They were taken care of well. What was their other option? George's. Says Trump wins Michigan. Is that on the ballot? He gets back on the ballot in Michigan, if that not not mistaken. Dwayne Rose says Janet Jackson did the ultimate divorce hustle. If you don't know that story, covered that, where she stayed in the marriage. She signed a prenuptial agreement to produce a child, and if she produced the child and stayed for five years, um, then she was entitled to a lump sum payment. And how many 
years did she say? Five years. How many years did she stay? Five years in one day. Day after qualifying, she pulled the ripcord. I couldn't take it. There was racism, and I couldn't hack it. There was abuse. Man, you knew what you were signing up for. Story told is that she made more, allegedly, and she's trying to deny it. She made more in that marriage to that Saudi um, prince. She made more in that marriage than her entire musical career combined. That's Rhythm Nation, Control, Pleasure Principle, uh, Velvet Rope, <laughs> right? Uh, that That's all of that shit. Screen, tours, dancing, concerts, costumes, makeup, videos, hair. She allegedly made more in five years in one day of marriage than she did a 30 years performing. This is all alleged. Then she tried to say, I didn't get 500 million. I only got 30 million. She only caught the claim. They only gave me 100 million. And then she tried to take the baby home to America. And they was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Gotcha, bitch. That, that baby belongs to us. <laughs> Five years in one day. That's crazy, man. Marriage is a hustle like a mother sucker, bro. Uh, Rockstar says for the swear jar, shout out to you. We need the swear jar. Rue says, nah, coach, it ain't me. He says, you just calling it like it is. These people are lazy. He says, that's why they are more willing to accept socialism. Yep. I, you know, for people who are concerned about socialism, they're going to march it right through the door because when I hear conversations about, you know, things, life ain't fair, but. I hear these conversations about, you know, free money and education should be free and shit is crazy to me. I'm like, that would be socialism and that would be anti what America has stood for. You know, America's not perfect. Uh, but it is the last so-called republic that allows some sort of democracy, although that is that is almost gone. It's laughable at this point. We are definitely in the situation where we do have powers that be. But we do have some freedoms that people don't have. And then once you put this into practice, if you go to a socialist country, I don't know why you would want that. I mean, I wouldn't know why you would want it if you were a lazy bum. I would want it, I, I wouldn't know why you would want it if you're a knuckle dragger and an oxygen thief. I, I get it. Like you don't want to get ahead or you see people ahead of you and you think it's impossible. The only thing you have is to take away from others. And you're like, hey, you, you don't have an incentive to work. You have no desire to be a contributor to society. I, I know that's what you would want to do. But I've been to free socialist countries. It's a rip. It's a ripoff. It is a ripoff. Like the people at the top just scamming you. <laughs> it's just, you think they're just going to distribute wealth equally. That is the socialist dream. And it doesn't work like that. They don't distribute wealth. They basically handcuffed you and taxed the shit out of a certain group of people, which is essentially going to be the middle class. They eliminate mom and pop businesses. That's where we are now. We have the elimination of that and the complete control of the corporation. Um, you don't have a way to become wealthy independently. You're stuck. You're stuck where you are. And the only way is backwards. Like you cannot go forward. You can't be like uh, Jay-Z. Uh, with, with socialism, you can't be Jay-Z. 
right? A lot of people are inspired by Jay-Z. You can't be a Jay-Z. Their story is ends. Nobody will ever become something, uh, nothing from something. You, you will never have another one of those. And if you do, if you do, they'll tax the shit out of that person. They'll tax them at 60% as soon as they see him make the money. And then it only lasts, that only lasts for about five to 10 years. And then you're going to have somebody say, hey, these bozos are stealing money from you, the people at the top. They're taking your money. They're taking your health care. Um, people that want to know free health care. I was in Italy, and the guy was describing free health care, and it sounded like a nightmare. I'd rather be in America, <laughs> all right, where I have money to buy my own private doctors. You, people in Italy, if you have the money, you always get a, per, a private doctor. You don't even go to the free health care. That's how bad it is. And if you don't have the money to hire a private doctor, which is what the wealthy people do in socialist countries, you go to free health care, which is a disaster for most people. They're going to screw you around. They're going to leave you to the, the, the worst nurses and the worst physicians. And they cannot become independently wealthy. You can't go from nothing to something. And that is where the crux is. So then somebody's going to say, hey, these people are stealing from you. If you elect me, I'll fix the problem. That's where you get in trouble, right? So you go through 10 years, they pull the rug from you, and then somebody finally stands up and say, we need to stand up against these people because these people are taking from you. These people are criminals. These people are part of the kingdom. They, 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 they're, they're, they're taking money. They're taxing you. They're charging you $10 a gas, but taking $8 a gallon for taxes. The person you say, yes, we need to get them, is going to be the person that if you do just so happen to get them, like they go ahead and we knock off, we have a revolution. They knock off the socialist uh, stealers. Guess what's going to happen then? Whoever that person is that you put up there is going to be your new communist leader or somewhat similar, fascism or whatever it is, because you you elected a revolutionary. You 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 put a revolutionary, a a a shadow government, a guerrilla occupation that's who you did like you put up Fidel Castro okay Castro go get him <laughs> and then when he gets them then he turns back on you and say I control all of you this will be what's best and then he becomes the person that gets everything and then you get beans you get bread you get rice now this is a thing that you won't see coming because what you want is black socialists want white people not to have something. That's their, that's their wet dream. For you, you just want whitey to lose, which is so narrow-sighted, I don't even know what to sell you. It's a dumb approach. But they, you just want to see white people lose, and that's what you go attack. Black nationalists, let's get whitey to lose. But then you open up the door to try to link up with Latinos and Asians and Persians and Nigerians. And then they walk in the door and then they stomp on your face and they say, fuck you, man, and your issues. They don't want to see Whitey lose. They play a long game where they somewhat assimilate and then they take a piece of the pie. While you're too so busy trying to get people in place to take down Whitey. I mean, because <laughs> you think that's 
that's going to be your solution and savior. So then you start electing these renegades and these revolutionaries and these revolutionaries are just going to turn on you like a pit viper. Your whole solution is to bring the system down and then that that's going to be it. And then it's going to be anarchy. It's just crazy. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, they come in and be like, let me assimilate. Let me get into the politics. Let me make some decisions. Let me get some piece of the chunk. Let me get a chunk of the pie. Let me buy up the bodegas. Let me get a block. Let me buy up our apartment building. And the Jews come in to do the same thing. And then y'all think these people are working on your behalf. And they ain't. Soon as they get a leg up on y'all Negro black nationalists, they stomp on you, and you still stuck in Philadelphia talking shit on the corner. But it's it's a it's a process that I think you know most people are going to vote in, usher it in, and most of it is just they hate people who are successful, and they want to see them have less. That is their solution. They should have less. Not you should get more. They should have less. And yes, there's an imperfect balance is some of y'all aren't going to get the opportunity to get more. So I understand that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, am I hitting y'all with way too many information and facts? Thanks for sitting in on this one. Shout out to Bill Free Media says, just left the dojo late for class here now. Thanks for checking in. Rue says, you... He says, yep, I filled out my CCW permit yesterday and there had all type of mental health questions. Okay, so yes, you're getting a gun permit. And then if you have a mental health background, boom, they're going to flag you, which that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. <laughs> Dwayne Rose says this generation has no moxie, no moxie, no huspa, no balls, no stick with itness. Uh, it, it's sad. No swag. This generation is much uh, disappointing. But of course, every generation has said that about the previous generation. We got a couple more. We got uh uh. Is it Rama said Ramen Rockman? Shout out to you. Says killing the game, coach. Joshua Moon says cereal for dinner. Out here, brothers, get that cereal. Silence, you fool. All right, get that cereal. I need money. Says new bill proposed to give Gen Z. 1400 a month of uh for or rent money 1400 a month or rent money the problem with this thing with the rent thing right or wait that ain't it your rent's due motherfucker if you take the money if you take money from government which people take money from government all the time i don't care who you talking about whites jews israel ukraine white politicians, white people, everybody has a government thing that they take money from. But if it is in the form of a pacifier, the problem with that and with any type of regime, a socialist regime, a program like this, is all they have to do is take it from you. When they take it from you, you're screwed. Meaning that then you will have nothing to do but fight, right? And you might not have the wherewithal to fight. So something like a $1,400 a month, a rent voucher, a social, these are all traps. And it gets you in a situation where you say, hey, I at least have this. And then you don't go get more. You just say, I'll just keep using this program. And then once they take a piece of it, which is by design, pinching, every drug dealer knows this. 
Every drug dealer knows this. If they take a portion of it, you're going to notice it, but you'll stick with the program. You ain't going to say, oh, wait a minute. No, I don't want no more. I'm going to just go get it myself. They get it to pacify you. They get it to get a vote. They get you in compliance. They get you to not be a threat, meaning that I ain't going to go get my millions. You just stay there and take the 1400 And now you're definitely going to be no different than the slaves on the plantation. This is where the problem is. And then that $1,400 is going to be spent back within months due to inflation. All they have to do is raise the gas prices. This is so obvious to me, and they do this. All they have to do is do like $18 Big Macs. That $1,400 has been nullified. It's a wash, okay? All they would have to do is raise cereal prices. All they would have to do is have price surges on hamburgers, all right, and that fast, that 1400 is gone. All they would have to do is raise the rents. That 1400 is gone, gone. And you already spent the $1,400, so you're now in a double hole. Now you're in a $2,800 hole. <laughs> and now... And now you're mad that you're in a bigger hole. You guys got stimmy checks and PPP and you in a bigger hole. I don't know. Am I making too much sense? Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) Right? You guys got stimmy checks and the gas prices that summer shot up. Anybody anybody remember that? Y'all got the stimmy check. Y'all went out shopping. Then the gas prices. And then they actually, then the inflation rate went from whatever it went from, whether the cost of the cost of living expenses went up significantly in a short time, the $1,400 was a wash. An absolute wash. You, you got a negative. And then you got taxed on that $1,400. Mm. Yeah. And here it is, supply and demand. You guys forget economics because there's a lot of do-gooders here. There's a lot of people that think, People will do good by you. And I'm here to tell you, they, they won't. This is a capitalist society for the people who are winning. It's a socialist society for the losers. So the people who are going to continue to win and continue to get their retirement and to take, live off the fat of the land and get the advantages that they were born with, they're going to win and they're going to keep it capitalism, which means the principles of economic Supply and demand are going to reign supreme. And yes, they will raise the prices of your goods and services. They don't give a fuck. They don't care about if you're going to make it paycheck to paycheck. They don't care. And if you want to solve that problem, well, you better figure out how to have a revolution because that's the only way you're going to solve that problem. The French did it. The Haitians did it. That's the only way you saw for that. You're not going to get and pull people's heartstrings to get people to stop doing what's best for them. So, yes, they don't give a fuck that you pay $18 for a Big Mac. They don't care. They don't care that you can't afford gas or you have to choose between the shower and how you're not going to pay rent. The people who are winning, they don't care, and they never will. If that is your strategy to get people to feel sorry for you, you're going to be up shit's creek. Just telling you. You're going to be up shit's creek. Nobody's ever going to feel sorry for you. <laughs> right? 
boycotting. That, 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 that ain't going to be the strategy. All right, this ain't going to be it. I'm just here to let you know, as a man, for ladies, y'all can pull this shit off if you want. As a man, I'm here to tell you that that ain't going to be it. I lived around these people. These people are menaces to the economic society. They going for theirs. All right, uh, let's see here. And the wealth gap will continue to climb. There's going to be a big thing, and nobody's going to care. As long as they got their houses and gated communities and their 2.5 kids and their cars, they don't give a care. They don't care, and they never will. <laughs> I would say you guys got a man up here. Pro man says, uh, Coach Cook and common sense is in short supply in the community. 100%. And the community has never bust a grape in no fruit fight. So I don't want to hear nothing about what y'all going to do. One day we going to rise up and you ain't through one tomato. You ain't bust one grape. The only time you bust a grape on somebody is if they look like you. You'll never bust a grape on Whitey. You'll never bust a grape on the politic. You ain't going to do shit. You're just going to sit there and cry and complain. Or, men, you're going to do something, right? <laughs> And black women ain't never bust a grape on nobody. They smile and buck dance in front of whitey and, and the white women at their human resource job. They ain't going to do shit. And then they act up at your malls and that church's chicken and they call you all kind of shit. They ain't going to do nothing. Y'all ain't going to do a damn thing but eat fish fry and catfish nuggets. You're going to do nothing but show up to the poll and vote in another Democrat or Dixiecrat. You ain't going to do shit. So I'm just telling you this right now. I know this. That's why I won't team up with you losers. You ain't going to do nothing. You all talk and then no action. No solutions other than just to stop the wheel of capitalism. Good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. All right. Good luck. Good luck with that strategy and pull at the heartstrings and be, and have people have sympathy for you. All right. It ain't going to work. Just demand shit and write out list of demands. Meanwhile, a black man write out the list of demands and the black women shoot it down. I mean, <laughs> am I riffing today? Am I going off? They ain't threw no egg, tomatoes, rocks. All they did was burn up their neighborhood stores and making the whole damn stores move out the community. You ain't going to do a damn thing. All right, so let's just stop all that woofing and talking. You ain't going to do jack shit. All y'all going to do is shoot each other up like you do on a regular weekend in Chicago. You ain't going to do nothing. All right. Your baby's going to get shot up like y'all normally do every fucking weekend. All right. That's what's going to happen. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? All right. So kill all that noise and talk. And by the way, never in the history of Uncle Tom has an Uncle Tom ever been the victim of anything other than censorship. Now, no Uncle Tom has been beat up brutalized so kill that uncle tom shit because not a never not nary a uncle tom has ever been hurt that's it all right so that uncle tom sellout shit that should that should die at this particular point when was the last time a uncle tom got beat up well now when was the last time a ninja got beat up cam newton a ninja trying to help ninjas in the ninja spot got beat the fuck up now when was the last time a uncle tom got beat up i'll wait You won't do nothing to Uncle Tom's because Uncle Tom's got power. <laughs> when was the last time Uncle Tom got shot in Memphis at a cookie store? 
When was the last time my Uncle Tom got shot in front of the Marathon, Marathon clothing store? When was the last time y'all shot up uh, Uncle Tom in the middle of a riot? When was the last time that uh, the police tased the Uncle Tom? So who cares about all that Uncle Tom shit? Y'all ain't going to do nothing. All y'all going to do is shit to yourself. So kill all that noise. <laughs> the boat fight. All right, anyway. Cam Newton got beat up trying to help his own people. I didn't see Peyton Manning and Eli Manning and Tom Brady getting beat up. I didn't see Tom Brady getting jumped. I didn't see not once. And I seen ninjas, adult ninjas, trying to beat up Cam Newton at his football camp. All right, anyway. Should we go on? So kill your Uncle Tom noise and Sambo Uncle Tom. You, 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 you pulling shit back from a white woman's book, by the way. Harriet Beecher Stowe. Is that your leaning on Sambo and Uncle Tom? A white woman wrote that story. Is that what we're doing? Got you. Okay. All right. Anyway, this is too much. <laughs> oh, Cam beat them up. All right. Yeah, Cam did beat them up. All right. This is too much for y'all people out here. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, they smarter to put the hands on Uncle Tom's. Uncle Tom's will have him in court. Yep. When was the last time Uncle Tom got shot at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles eating waffles? Y'all walk past 10 white people to shoot PNB for some jewelry. But you want to tell me about the revolution? <laughs> All right, anyway. I'm telling you, for you men, this message isn't for everybody. But you better get away from these people fast. Fast. These people are led to Loserville. And the women, for sure, get, get rid of these people. Yo, Mammy, yo, JFK voting Mammy. All right, that's your grandmammy for most of y'all. Yo, JFK voting grandmammy. Yo, uh, President Obama voting as Mammy. All right. And your sisters who voted in Joe Biden. You better get rid of these people. <laughs> Just letting you know. These people, man, they ain't going to do nothing but get you to Loserville waiting on them to uh, run away from the plantation when they voting themselves right on the plantation. Cops stealing, police officers stealing. Let's get back to the show, man. This is a disgrace. All right, I'm going to skip this subject matter. I'm going to save it to, for tomorrow. I'm going to save it for tomorrow. Let's get to the main event. Russell Wilson, what y'all came for? What y'all came for? Russell Wilson said this, and she main event right here. That, this is who they want to turn you into, Russell Wilson. This is their this is their main goal for you, strong men. Become Russell Wilson. All right, what did Russell Wilson say? Let's look at this ninja out here showing his teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. So they want to they want to turn you men into this. This is the big plan. They want to tell you to turn into girl boss, whatever they whatever they told these guys right here. What did they call it? Baby girl? Baby girl vibe. This is their plan for you if you don't be out here with your own masculine strength, your own grit, your own moxie. Russell Wilson knew raising little future would be his responsibility when they first met, quote, Joseph was a stepdaddy. Mm. 
Joseph, gentlemen, ladies, you heard this right, gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies. Now, again, Russell Wilson, I think he is not the most articulate guy. I think he's more can't get right than intelligent. I think he's being used. He's a puppet. I think he has political aspirations. And whatever, he's an awkward personality guy. He's socially awkward. He doesn't relate to many of his teammates, which is a red flag. You're the quarterback. He doesn't, he's not a real leader of his football teams. He's never been the leader of any of his teams. And um, much of his teammates thinks he's a weirdo. All right, so with that being said, his personality does not come across as a person that makes decisions on his own. He makes decisions um, to read the room and shit like this. All right, he didn't have good relationships with his teammates in Seattle. He didn't have good relationships with his teammates in Denver. They will do without with him, and he's about to lose his opportunity. I don't think he really wants to play football anymore, to be honest with you. I think he wants to make the best of this relationship right here. But what you just heard him say, what you just heard him say is that, yes, yes, that Joseph, Joseph from the story of the Virgin, believe that Mary was a teenager, no older than 15, possibly younger at youngest 14. Is a teenager. Okay, I see my stream is acting up on the on the free agent lifestyle channel. The free agent lifestyle channel. Oh, did it go? All right, I lost the stream on the free agent lifestyle channel. They after me, y'all. They after me. I'm trying. Um, teenage pregnant virgin Mary, uh, Saint Mary. Joseph was allegedly a person that came in, um, and uh, was an older male, as old as fifty. Is the stream still running over there? Okay, I see you running. Yeah, they, they messed you up. They, they watch him. Pro Blacks is mad. Does he have autism? He might have autism. All right, so Virgin Mary was 14 or 15, according to the historical references there. And, um, yeah, oh, they did strike in my stream. And uh, Joseph was known as somebody in the age range of 40, 50, or 60. 40, 50, or 60. Now, he served as a stepfather to God's child, which was the Christ child. And essentially what Joseph did was it, it was supposedly not his child. We don't know. Well, if you're a Christian, you believe it is to be God's child. She was a virgin. And then as a result of that, Joseph raised the Christ child. And then they did have more children. All right, so they either had children prior to that or Joseph had children. You can clear this up. Joseph had children of his own from a previous marriage. Maybe Joseph was a widower. We, I'm not sure. And then they supposedly have children after that, Mary and Joseph. Now, Little Future is the son of rapper Future. In this story, Joseph is Russell Wilson. In the story, Sierra is the Virgin Mary. In this story, future is God. And in this story, the child, little future, is Christ. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. All right, according to him, in this comparison, and he goes by the name Little Future. He still goes by the name Little Future. He can't be Little Russell. He can't be Little Russell, Ninja. Now, when I call him a simp, that's what I'm talking about. He did not think this through. Again, I think he's socially awkward. He might be a little autistic or slow. 
So future is God. Little future is the Christ child. Sierra is the Virgin Mary, and he is a stepdaddy Joseph. So he's saying, hey, he did it. I can do it. I think there's a flaw in the story here. So let's see what he's talking about here. I'll give him a chance to clear this shit up. <laughs> All right. I'll give him a chance to clear this up. Fair use. Russell Wilson right here uh, with Brandon Marshall on a podcast. Fair use. Hit two things before we uh, land the plane. Uh, Sierra. Mm-hmm. How you knew she was the one, bro? Man, I think there's a few things. Number one is... You know, I'm single sitting there, and I'm like... And you winning when you losing. Yeah. We sit at one and five. You better be good. Walk home. I'm good. I got four babies walking around. Yeah. You know what I'm it's saying? Been, it's been amazing. You know, I think I never forget, um, right before I met C, I wrote out my five non-negotiables. I think in any business deal, right, like marriage is... It's a partnership. You got to realize it's a partnership. It's a business deal. Not to be cold, but it's like, it's a partnership. Fair it's, use. Uh, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. We're going to spend this. We're going to do this together. We're going to do this together. We're going to have these kids together. We're going to raise these children together. Like we're going to make decisions together. Like, so it's a, it's a partnership. And so in any partnership, you got to have your non-negotiables. So I started writing those out. I was like, man, I'm going to write my five non-negotiables. Five is the number of grace. So I said, I'm going to write, these, I'm gonna write these num- these, the, 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 this out. And so I said, the first one is that one, one, number one is I wanted a woman of faith, right? One, somebody who was equally yoked and somebody who believed in, in Jesus and everything else the same way. Number two is I wanted a woman who was faithful, not just to me, but also faithful to everything that she's doing, you know, like to her friends, to, to her job, her occupation, a woman who was faithful. Number three is I wanted, I wanted a woman who was independent. Had her- this didn't just sound like Joe Biden. All right. Um, he sounded like he talked like Joe Biden. Now, you, now you can see why I don't think women, uh, particularly women in the community, you should. This should not be your father. This should not be your role model for black men. The guy is kind of weak. I don't think he's all there. I don't think he's all there. There's something missing about. There might be a screw loose. He's not articulate. He rambles. He's not. He's all. And this is the guy they measure you against. Be like Russell. He's a sec. And Sierra is way too smart and crafty, manipulative, street smart experience for this guy. Way too. That's why I don't trust this guy. All right, here we go. Their own identity. It wasn't always Russell's wife or this or that. Like they had their own identity, they had their own dreams. It could be a nurse, it could be to a teacher, it could be to anybody, but obviously see on stage doing a one, two step and leveling up and everything else. But it's, it didn't have to be that, but it was just Somebody who had their own identity, who who had wanted to be volunteer work, whatever it is, like they wanted to have something. What that mean? Number four was I wanted a woman that was going to love me the way my mom loved my dad on his deathbed when he was at his lowest. My dad used to always say, "Son, your mom is going to be able to take care of you." And the fifth thing is 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 that I wanted a woman who would tilt the room when she walks in the room, all the furniture would slide her way. All right. This is all stuff women eat this up. Oh, go, Russell. You go. And look at this ninja. He looking at Russell like this here. What that mean? <laughs> Brandon Marshall looking at this ninja like. Wait a minute. Who are you? Okay, let's continue. Fair use. I have to pause it for fair use purposes here for teaching and criticism and research purposes here. 
and because of who she is and the woman she is. And so I prayed about that. I remember, you know, Judah, me and Judah, we went to church and I prayed about that, wrote it out. I wrote actually on a napkin at dinner as we were sitting there eating a steak dinner. I wrote it out on a napkin and we prayed over it. Three days later, I meet C. And when I walked in the room and I saw, you know, little feature, he's nine months at the time or whatever, and he crawls in my lap and it was like, you know, this is going to be my responsibility. Ninja, Ninja, did you just say that? Did you just say that? I know you didn't just say that. And that's you. So when you first met C three days later after you rolled in a napkin, she needs to tilt the room. You met Future, nine months old. He crawls into your lap. You just made every woman's vagina wet. <laughs> and you said, this is going to be my responsibility. Why? Why did, why did you think that? I mean, I know you're saying this for a story here, but this cannot be true. You know there's another man in that. There's another father. The father's alive. Why did you think you needed to have that responsibility? Now, let me just fill in um, this story here. Uh, everybody knows Russell Wilson was married to a pink toe, and the pink toe allegedly cheated on him with another teammate. And because he was possibly, you know, at that point, at that point, this is the rumor, his teammates were dogs. I mean, name some of his teammates. He played with some killers and gorillas and Godzillas. He played with Marshawn Lynch. Um, he played with Richard Sherman. He played with the Legion of Boom. Uh, uh, the name slipped my mind, but he played with some ninjas that broke out of prison to play football. Like, he played with some thugs. He played with the twins or the one of the brothers. He played with some dudes. Yeah, Golden Tate was allegedly the guy that she probably got her cheeks clapped. So he played with some dudes. Bobby Wagner, uh, yeah, Cam, Cam Chancellor, Cam Chancellor. Uh, who was the front line brothers, the linebackers and the defensive ends ninjas? Them ninjas was 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 crazy. <laughs> he played with some real ninjas. And because he played with these real ninjas, he might have thought that if he brought Sierra to the party, they would respect him. Michael Bennett, one of the Bennett brothers. That was the one. One of the Bennett brothers. Them dudes, he didn't play with no shoulder pads. That's how crazy he was. Earl Thomas. He didn't even play with shoulder pads. The ninja had shoulder pads like this. He was like, we just out here to kill somebody, right? <laughs> right? Anyway, um, he, that's who he was trying to impress. And I think he thought that he could win them over by saying, look, I got the baddest bitch out here. I got cheated on. Yo, one of my teammates dogged me, but look at what I got. And that by then, he wins some points. Look, I got Sierra. I got, I got what you ninjas wish you could get. And therefore, therefore, um, that's a point up for him. And that gets him in. That gets him into the crowd, right? I think, he said Glocktavius, I think that played a part. Now, he won't admit this, but that certainly was around the same timeline. Anyway. God, I remember, I remember leaving that night and God saying, this is, this God's, God said, saying to me, raising this child, this is going to be your responsibility. Mm. And realizing, I pray to God, are you sure this is what you want me to do? Say, son, this is for you. The first night? Yeah, the first night. Mm -hmm. Damn, see, that don't give him any credibility. 
bruh, and, and, and let me tell you something here. I think Russell Wilson is a liar. Just to be, I, I think he's running for politics. He has different aspirations. He's a good guy. I won't take that away from him. He's a good guy. He seems to be a compulsive liar. He's spending a story to try to paint himself in a certain light to make himself look good. You're telling me the first night you met Sierra, he craw- your little flute crawled up in your lap. This is going to be my responsibility. You said, I'm going to lift him up like the, the damn Lion King. This don't even make no sense, bro. This, 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 yeah, he's fake. And I, I mean, this is why this is why men call Russell Wilson out. This is completely fake, bro. Now you're going to blame God for this shit. Stop. 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 <laughs> All right. You've been caught doing some weirdo shit. This is it. Uh, first night, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Mm-hmm. He says, send him two. <laughs> he says, send him two books. Man, this is crazy, man. Lying your ass off. You supposed to be a Christian. Let me let me continue here. It's gonna be your responsibility. And it's was, that been, sc- was that scary? Oh yeah. I mean, I think scary just in the sense of not scary, but it was more so an opportunity. Like, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. This is you know stepping in to raise you know a child with C and this and that, and, I, and realizing that okay, God, like I know she's the one for me, but also too, I'm, I'm gonna take this responsibility as well. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Like Brandon Marshall ain't buying this. And I was ready for that. I was ready for that. I was ready to, you know, I love children, as you know, I love kids and everything else. But it was like, man, to, 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 to help raise a child and everything else, understanding that, okay, God, you're going you're gonna to give me this opportunity. What a gift. Even Jesus himself, like Joseph was, Joseph was, a, was a stepdad. I was like, okay, it wasn't biologically his. So I'm like, okay, God, you're going you're gonna to have me this, give me this opportunity to love the way that you were loved, like the love, the way that you want us to love. Well, wait, wait, God, that you want me to. And so then, you know, it's been uh, an amazing journey, obviously, so, raising so four kids. And, yeah, y'all have four babies. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask the question later, like, y'all done. But, nah, I mean, damn, bro. <laughs> you want more? Of course, yeah, more. So, yeah, I got four babies right now, might be done. Might be done. Um, What's the best piece of advice you can give us men out there on oh, parenting? Oh, Not no. parenting, on being a father. Oh, no. Right? And, and then also being specific, you said it. You know, not much you're holding him, and you're like, yo, this is, God gave you that vision. Like, yo, this is going to be your responsibility. So, like, is there a difference from, you know, yeah. you know how you approach being a father, stepfather? Yeah. Here's the thing about this. If you, the dad's still alive, right? The dad's still alive. Future's still alive. You're just going to take some nine-month-old in one day. You don't even know the circumstances. This is an absolute myth. This is mythology. And future's still around. I mean, you're just going take to a take, take a ninja's kid after a day? Oh, come on, bro. I think that when, you raise, when you're raising children, right, and you're married and everything else and loving, and it's like you got to love every single child as if they're yours. Right, that's been the greatest gift of of of, of raising future and Sienna and Win and, and now Mora. Wait, you know, two months. It's like wait, wait, man, wait, wait. God gave me that opportunity to raise them and to love them and to to wait. So whose kids are they? Raise your kids like they're yours. You only got one step kid. The rest are supposedly your kids. What do you mean raise them like they're yours? They are yours. You still trying to win over the future point? Care for them and teach them and to love them as every day you know that way and there's no difference there's no 
No difference in the kids. Yeah, I think to me it's the greatest gift, and knowing that that's the responsibility to raise these four beautiful children all together mm-hmm. in this. And, and we all come from blended families a lot of times. We all come from different this and that, but it's, it's to be able to be one. And that's been the best part um, of raising these kids with C and, 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 and everything else. And just seeing Future Smile shooting hoops with Steph Curry and seeing Sienna do her gymnastics and how much she's dedicated. I, I swear, I think she's going to win a gold medal doing that. To, to see when, I don't know if he's going to be Floyd Mayweather. You know, he, he want to box everybody. Or, or, or if he's going to, you know, play shortstop for the New York Yankees. I don't know. And then more over here, I mean... Um, you know, so yeah, she, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what she's going to be, but her <laughs> smile is just perfect. I, I just think, though, that the gift to be able to raise kids with C every day, knowing that you're equally yoked and also knowing that we're on this journey together, and it's been one of the greatest gifts to life. <sighs> Anybody see why I think he's slow? I'm like, he can't get right. I, I, something's, something's not adding up here. Something is not adding up. It, he's not making any sense. Um, and he's trying to sell a fairy tale. I think it's possibly him lying, right? He's a liar, like a compulsive liar, that people don't trust him. Let me see something here. And uh, that's just his personality. And that personality is befitting of what women like as the cleanup man. Let me see if I can find this right here. It, here, here it is right here. Here it is right here. <laughs> this is your boy right here. This your boy. Hey, this your boy right here. Hey, you want to uh, split this Subway sandwich? It is my signature sandwich. It's called the Danger Witch, and it's dangerously good. Be careful, though. It's spicy. Hmm. You ever done anything dangerous? Oh, jeez. That is dangerous. I've done something like that too. I won't tell anybody. Listen, one time, never mind. That's too dangerous. Anyways, a danger witch. It's only in the vault. That's our little secret. Brothers, brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said (laughs) Murph. Somebody said Merp. <laughs> Mr. Albert said Merp. Bruh, what in the hell is that? And this is what these women want you to be. Hold on for a second. I got another one, bro. I got another one. This dude is straight up. Oh, I got another one. Here we go. Right hey guys, here. Uh, here we go. Right here. Here we go. Russell here. Yes, the typical boring. Yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. A real, real exciting. You know, I'm real excited. Um, but anyways, uh. Everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you wanna do in life or where you wanna go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them, I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, Who brings you motivation? Russell? Mr. Unlimited. Who, who's your role model, Russell? Unlimited. Who's your go-to person for advice, Russell? They think Pete Carroll, they think this person, think that person. Love you, Pete, but it's Mr. Unlimited. Tell him. Hey, guys. Uh-
This is who they want you to be, guys. <laughs> this is who they want you to be. All right, I got some more for you, brothers. Hold on for a second. I got some more. I got some more. This is who they want you to be, brothers. Dangerous ways. Danger witch. I call this one. The fork and knife. I call this one. The blind. Big bite. The drop in the. The left hand. The wielding. Here comes the airplane. And the most dangerous of all. The rapper. So you're telling me, Sierra. <laughs> Sierra, hold on for a second. You're telling me. Let me pull it up here. Let me see if I can pull it. This woman right here. You're telling me this woman right here likes that guy. That's what y'all telling me. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can pull up the real evidence right here. Where's that one picture? They done scrubbed it off the internet. They just scrubbed it off the internet. Oh, they, they won't find I can't find it. Let me see here. You're telling me that this, oh, that, oh, they didn't scrubbed it off the internet. I can't find that one picture where she's straddling 50 cent or who is she straddling? Y'all telling me that that that's the, that's the matchup of all time. Where's that picture of Sierra straddling that ninja? All right, hold on for a second. They want they done scrubbed it off the internet. They didn't pay multiple people to get that off the internet. Oh, I can't even find it. That's who y'all telling me is the, the perfect matchup. I can't even find it. I don't buy it, man. Something's up here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Here we go, right here. Here we go right here. Uh, fair use right here. Let's see here. All right. Let's pull it up. Pull it up. I don't know why, but I don't know. I always feel so vulnerable when I'm with you in this setting. But Well, I do know everything about you, first of all. And second of all, I'm going to make you more nervous right now. You guys want me to make her more nervous? No, no, we don't. No. Why? Well, I have a question for you. What? Serious question. No, what is going on? Can we have more babies? Ah! <laughs> I mean, I mean, it would be perfect. Just give me one more at least, you know what I mean? We is that a yes? We, we, we definitely can't. We got a little, little time before we get there. Oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> All right. So right. silly. I was like, what? I mean, we already been. Oh, the humanity. It would be perfect. Just give me one more at least, you know what I mean? We is that a yes? We, we, we definitely can't. We got a little, little time before we get there. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. So All right. silly. I was you telling me he clapping these cheeks? <laughs> he clapping them. He clapping them cheeks. I got one more. I got one more cringy Russell Wilson moment here. Let me see here. I got another one for you right here. Here we go, right here. 
said, what the heck? Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh, you guys, it's so good. I Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Oh, the humanity. Oh, oh no. All right, that's oh. What what happened there, sir? Russ, what happened? <laughs> hey, Russ, what you what what happened, bro? She pull it back on your kiss. Let's roll it back here, Russ. This ain't a good look, fam. Let's pull it back. All right, let's let's look at this again, brother. Body language coach, right here. Body language coach. All right, here we go. Let's pull it back. Uh, oh, oh no. Oh, swing and a miss. All right, a swing and a miss right there. The pullback. She said, lean back. Oh, no. All right, here we go. Okay, okay. I know, I'm taking on my gloss off. You look so handsome. Oh, okay, we go, go. Oh, no. Oh, not the. Okay. Oh, oh no. Oh, Russ. <laughs> hey, Russ. Man, you going out whack, bro. Oh, wait a minute. Let's pull it back. Let's pull it back. <laughs> Let's pull it back. He, you missed the first time, fam. And you went in five seconds later. All right, hold on for a second. Bruh, what you doing? Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, man. Ooh. That, that ain't good right there, did you? Even Dr. Martin Luther King looking at you like ninja. <laughs> Ooh, that's two misses in five seconds, ninja. Not, I don't even have that problem on dating apps. Oh, that's a misfire. Okay, maybe there's something going on there. Let's play the rest here. You're so sweet. She talks to him like he's a baby. What the heck? Oh, he's going in again. Oh, did she block him with the flowers? Did she use the flowers to block this ninja? She put the flowers in between. He said this show. Wait a minute, bro. Did you put the flowers in between to stop this ninja from leaning in? Because he certainly was about to lean in again for the camera. Look. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. Let's run it back here. Let's run it back. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you're here. Oh, oh, no. Not betwixt. He's going to reach in again. Boop. Oh. Put the flowers in between this ninja, man. Where the where the Undertaker been? <laughs> All right. Let me get here. Hold up for a second. Let's see, man. Let's see him correct this bullshit. We gonna correct this shit. All right, take a picture. All right, she got her feet out. All right, look at this. Watch. Best ever. All right, the flowers ain't blocking now, so he gonna get a kiss. All right, he's showing teeth right there. Oh, here it come. Oh, wait a minute. Uh oh. Oh, they didn't show the rest of it. Because I think he went in for another one. Yeah, he was like, I went in for another kiss. <sighs> Let me see something here. Let me see here. Let's see if I can find this one. Uh, here we go right here. Here we go right here. All right, we got some more. I got one more. 
This is this is when he signed with Seattle. Seattle. We got a deal. <laughs> Go Hawks. Go Hawks. I'm gonna see y'all in the morning. Good night. Time for y'all to go to bed. Finally, we can go to sleep. <laughs> hey, Seattle. We got a deal. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. I'm going to see y'all in the morning. Good night. Time for y'all to go to bed. Finally, yeah. we can go to sleep. <laughs> see y'all in the morning. Oh. Mm. Let me see here. All right. Let me see if I got I got another one. I got two more. I got two more. I got two more, y'all. I got two more. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Perfect. One more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh. Broncos country. Let's ride. Mm. ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos. Let's ride. Perfect. Okay. One more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. Mm. Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh. Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh no. Broncos country. <laughs> let's ride. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second, man. I, I I got you another one here. All right, here we go right here. Here we go right here. Hold on for a second. Let's go ahead and play this real quick. Let me see this. Here we go right here. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at oh, the goal line oh, by Malcolm Butler. Oh no! Oh no! Real. Damn. Now that the one right there. That's the one. That's the one that hurt right there. That's the one that hurt. All right, yeah. That's your boy right there. That's your boy. Play clock at five. Oh. Pass is intercepted at the... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, man. Yeah, that happened too. All right, shout out to your boy, Russ. Oh man, Jesus! He said the, the 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 Seahawk fans right there. That's your boy right there. That's your boy. That's the, everybody wants you to be that guy right there. That's crazy. Let me see here. Let's see if I could got it. Okay, no, I don't get it. I don't got it. Okay, let's see here. All right, I don't have it. All right, anyway. Where are we at here? Let's get to the Super Chats. What do you think of this situation here? There are some people. The Pro Blacks are out here. The Pro Blacks are out here. Let me see if I can play that clip. Apparently, it says right here, Russell Wilson says, being a stepfather to Sierra Sun, open his eyes to what love is like. Okay. Now, we have somebody says, ain't nothing wrong with being a stepdaddy, but don't be a Russell Wilson. One of them stepdaddies will overstep boundaries and try to enforce their role from stepdaddy to being a fake acting biological dad for the folks that uh, be so distraught over Russell Wilson and how he raising kids, make sure y'all talk and taking the proper steps. So your kids don't gotta be raised by a step parent and don't get mad when you get them a step mama and she treats them like Cinderella. Okay. We got that right there. 
Russell Wilson says a stepdaddy was an opportunity. Becoming a stepdaddy was an opportunity. Step dummy. Step dummy. You big dummy. One more. Here is, uh, where's, the, where's the link to, uh, here's some pro blacks talking about it right here. Here we go. Upset that Russell Wilson referred to young future as his son and not his stepson. Was he out of line? He was definitely not out of line. If I'm raising you, feeding you, supporting you, bringing you into spaces where you can have social networks, upholding you, instilling life in you, we've seen this man pray over that, that baby, then that's his pops. And I think that it's okay for Future to be his pops as well. Like, I, 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 think, I think this notion of, like, fatherhood, relegating that to only being biology is so deeply problematic. Whenever there is a black male role model in a black boy's life that he looks to as father and he looks at, the, at, the, at that young person, that son, that should be acceptable. Um, I think stepson oftentimes adds this connotation that it's not a pure love, and that love appears to be pure. Putting him in that space is pure, and folks need to just mind their business. Um, in this instance, it's a father and his son celebrating time together for us all to witness some beautiful things, a beautiful thing, beautiful thing for us to model. Um, and we should I hear all that. take well, advice. Well, what, Wesley, from, what do you think about that? You know what I mean? is, is, is that it? Are we overthinking this, or, or, you, or is there room to be like, you oh, know what's so man. funny, Mark? A lot of black people don't realize they've been indoctrinated into this bourgeois, quite frankly, white concept of a quote unquote nuclear family. Where we come from, the family structure isn't just a mom, a dad, a white picket fence, yada, yada, yada. It's a community of people raising young people up to be the best version of themselves. And this idea that Russell Wilson can't refer to this kid as his son is absurd. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And quite frankly, it don't come from us. Man, y'all niggas ain't got no chance in the community. Y'all niggas ain't got no chance in the community. None. You guys got no hope. And this man's father's still alive. This is the Sierra picture that I was trying to pull up right here. That's 50 Cent and Sierra right there, ladies and gentlemen. You see that boy and Sierra was a fine piece of calico. That's his wife right there. This is a cold-blooded-ass world, man. You see that? That's the picture. Shout out to my brother here, Cali West Miami. That's the wife of, that's the wife God sent Russell Wilson to raise her son. Y'all ninjas are done out here, man. Let's get to these super chats, man. Good luck. Good luck to y'all brothers out here. I've taken the free agent lifestyle any day of the week. I ain't never going to be. And who, what other community does this? What other community? uh, I don't want to compare it to that, but this is just, this is trash behavior. It's trash all the way around. All right. What are we doing here? Let me get to these brothers here. Uh, Soldier for God says accountability and shame became passport bros in 2020. Shout out to the Passport Bros. I have a woman that's trying to cook Passport Bros, and I'm going to play her clip, I think, Thursday. Deshaun Rose says, good evening, coach. Just check in and keep teaching. Eric Powell says, Wendy just announced surge price on meals. Crazy. Deshaun Rose, keep prophesizing, coach. It makes sense to me, but woe to these normies. They deserve what they vote for, indeed. And did you guys know, I listened to this Yiddish woman, all right, a woman that grew up in uh, N-A- N-A-Z-A times. And she said this, and I'll never forget it. She says much of the policies that they became victim of were things that they voted in, that were voted in by the populace. 
Okay, and I would I'm gonna try to find the clip. Um, it's a clip that I can't find, but it shows you what happens when you vote a certain way with when you're not thinking long term. And uh, people don't see this. She says, yes, we became victims of the very things that we asked for. We voted in. And she said, we. She didn't say they. She didn't say the Aryans. She didn't say the wasp. She didn't say the Germans. She didn't say the people who are going to be the perfect. She said, we. N-A-Z-I. I can't say it. But uh, she said, we. We voted in. We. But you guys got to understand the circumstances. This is what it's kind of like. It's a cold, cold ass world out here. That's what she said. I'm not going to say what race, what people we know. I can't say that uh, people don't know that part of the story. In fact, if you investigate that story more, it actually becomes very, very interesting um, as very, very interesting. I don't want I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into it. Shout out to in that says now that three hundred dollars don't mean nothing. I can get that peace leave without the headache and disappear like Houdini afterwards. Free agent lifestyle for life. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy, boy, but people don't know that because they don't want to be labeled a name. Cali West Miami says, let CGA cook, but coach Matthews won in 19. Joseph knew she was with child and divorced her privately these NFL Negroes be shucking and jiving like Mr. Bojangles for show out here shuffling. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. Um, but there it is right there. Uh, she He divorced her privately, which you would have to ask. Well, I can't say it. JC says, I'm pretty sure Russell still has imaginary friends. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Russell still has imaginary friends. He does. La Ace Boogie says, man, even an angel had to come to Joseph because he was not going for it. According to the Bible, you actually are saying it as well. Uh, but if you know the dynamics of age, yeah, Mary was a young woman. A young, young lady, 14, maybe 15 at most, if you believe some of the things in the Bible. And Joseph might possibly have been in his 50s or 60s, according to things here. He certainly was not a teenager himself. Um, and that is indicated by, you know, some of the things that have been written. But he said he, Joseph was not going for it. Cali West Miami says, I posted Sierra and 50s picks on locals, free agent lifestyle for life. Thank you, brother. J.C says with a co-sponsorship he says coach you know i love your russell wilson shows he says i'm done literally this is better than netflix also i wanted to say big mac is on her way over jay flow's house for no interruptions out here broncos country let's ride uh, uh jay flow getting big mac tonight <laughs> percy joseph all right where were you at here uh, <laughs> he said, that's not what happened. Uh, Joseph never divorced Mary. They weren't married. Okay. They weren't married. Maddie. Yet when she was pregnant, uh, with Jesus, by the way, uh, the, the virgin idea, the concept of a virgin is not what we think a virgin is. Um, I believe we have the context wrong about a virgin. Um, in the day of this day, I believe, and you can decide, I don't think the, a virgin meant a woman that hasn't been touched 
as much as it meant a woman that was not married. Okay, so I think it meant more. This is my own. You can, you can disagree with this, guys. You can certainly disagree. But I think it meant an unmarried woman more than it meant a woman that did not have sex. Now, the reason why that's important is because it does tell you where women's roles were even 2,000 years plus ago. And then even up until the 1980s that the importance was a woman can be defined at that young of an age as either sexually active and or unmarried, which tells us where women have been mostly selected from um, as mates. Now, it could be kind of cringy. This gets into a cringy conversation because the context is we have a different context, a different lens today where we think a woman could be a virgin without sex until 30 and 40 and they're acting like that's what God described or prescribed. So that's not true. 30-year, 40-year-old virgins were never the intention. So we're not describing Mary as a virgin. I'm thinking she's unmarried. She's without child, possibly without sex simultaneously. And then also, also, she's going to have a baby by someone that is not of the earth. Immaculate conception. So nobody intended for 30, 40-year-old women to be virgins. I don't, if you're a Christian and you're a 30-year-old woman, a virgin, and you're like, I'm going to wait until I'm married, I think you're a psycho. That, 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 I don't think God intended that. There, there's no what. Somebody says it meant an undefiled woman. Christ had to have been born to someone without stain. Okay, so there's some things there. But, but 30-year-old virgins is a ridiculous. I'm going to wait till I'm married, 30, 35, 40. This is, this is crazy, bro. That's crazy talk. <laughs> and with that being said, if the woman was not touched, not stained, and she was 14, 15 in the Bible, that tells you the frame of reference where women were selected, women were thought to have been married and or stained or any of these things. That, that, that was active. That was active duty. <laughs> right? That was active duty for a woman in these times, and that was all the way up until the damn 1900s and even further into it. It was active duty. It was, it was go time. But women right here waiting 30, 35, 40, this crazy. That, that's nonsense. It's garbly gook. All right, but uh, anyway, I know it's awkward. You're going to talk about the... <laughs> and then the born-again virgins. Yeah, it makes sense if she's 14. It's like, okay, she's ready to go. She got her little period. Everybody would expect her to have a baby. It wasn't awkward. Like, oh, boy. It wasn't awkward. They were like, oh, you're having a baby. Oh, you're having God's child. Okay. Makes sense. Shout out to Hodge. Says Marshawn Lynch said... After Russell threw the pick, he came to the sideline clapping, saying, we're all right. The whole team looked at him, Martin Lutherly, and told him to shut the hell up out here. Silence, you fool. We're all right. They about to run out the clock. Somebody says she was between 14 and 16-year-old. Anybody actually surprised at how young Virgin Mary is? A lot of people don't know that, right? A lot of people, some people do. Uh, but she is a saint, and the Catholic Church definitely lifts her up and prays to her and shout out to her. But uh, when you think about it, a 14 to 16-year-old delivers the child of God. It's crazy, man. It's either that or she has the biggest fraud. She's the biggest fraud in history. It's either one or the other. I mean, if you're a non-believer, that would be one of the biggest frauds per perpetrated on the history of humanity. I don't want to go there, but I do open up opportunities to kind of think about it. 
I mean, that would be the biggest lie ever told if it's not true. If you're a non-believer, the biggest lie ever told. There would be no bigger lie than that one. The Christians are triggered. But I'm just asking, <laughs> just saying right here. All right, anyway. Ninjas is mad at me now. I'm just thinking out loud, y'all. I'm just thinking. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, anyway. Now y'all mad. Uh, but I, I'm just thinking out loud. There would be no bigger lie ever told to humanity than that one. All right, that has changed the course of the direction of Earth. If, in fact, she was lying. All right, uh, anyway. You got to ask. <laughs> you got to ask. All right, anyway, shout out to Leon L. Says, Coach, they haven't read slave narratives, so they don't know that slaves had the field ninja and the house ninja strife. Exactly. So somebody did say blacks were more together back then. I don't think so. You did have the house Negro versus the field Negro. Yeah, so that, that doesn't make sense that blacks would be together at all. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even conclude that. And that, I don't know why people think of it in that terms. That's just going to piss you off. <laughs> I got to check into the Vatican. I've actually been to the Vatican. All right, so, uh, yeah, um, I checked in, and I looked at it, and I was like, hmm, interesting. Um, I've been to the Vatican. Let me see if I have a picture of me in the Vatican. I definitely was in the Vatican. Oh, why didn't I save those pictures? All right, I did go to the Vatican, and they did make me check in. I did want to know uh, if somebody was going to get me while I was up in there. Uh, shout out to the Christians here. I don't mean any disrespect. I don't mean any disrespect. I'm just saying as a, you know, I'm thinking pragmatically. I'm just thinking out loud. By the way, I'm not saying anything that nobody else has ever thought about. All right, let me see if I can show y'all ninjas. I was in the Vatican. Oh, I didn't save the pictures. <laughs> right, so why did I save the pictures? All right, I went to the God's temple there. I went to the temple there. All right, oh, man. Maybe I pulled it up down here. All right, hold on for a second. Damn. I was in the Vatican, and I, I don't have the pictures. Maybe the devil struck it off. Okay, here it is right here. Here it is right here. That's me in the Vatican right there. Look, it says Vatican City. Vatican City right there. Oh, somebody sent me that. Oh, I can't blow it up. But it says Vatican City right there. So I was in, I was in there right there. Vatican City, that's my black ass right there. All right, so they didn't get me. I didn't get, I didn't get struck down. <laughs> All right, I did take a couple pictures, man. They let me in, that mad boy. They let me in. They let my black ass in there. I was in the Vatican. Shout out to y'all. And the God spoke to me. God, look, I checked in with the Pope. Mm. <laughs> I photoshopped it. Shout out to Maryland guy says, Coach, I see this ish at work. There's a young woman who calls out at least once a week due to anxiety, and they let her get away with it, but they'll say something to me. If I come in late due to a traffic accident. Yep. They did. They definitely will. They definitely will. And then what do you say? And then they'll do equal play. They'll do equal pay. They'll do equal pay. Now, and then you're like, dude, they're calling out late. They're calling out late. They're calling out days of work. He says, I asked that question in Catholic school. They called my parents. It's facts. Uh, shout out to Kaylin says, after seeing this, I'm more convinced that Marshawn Lynch should have gotten the ball on the last play. 
in the Super Bowl. Absolute worst call in the history of the NFL. Dark Side Foundation. Coach, you mentioned uh, when you mentioned Uncle Tom's, I was laughing like a mofo. The community will be left behind. The NWO, they don't care. They don't care. New, 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 he new says they're still world. laughing to the bank. Billions sent overseas and y'all are left starving. When are y'all going to do? They need to care about us. We built this country. Man, I hear shit like that and I'm going, y'all, wow. All right. I mean, it's true. <laughs> but. Y'all ain't built shit in a long time, all right? But maybe y'all built some crates or something like that. Y'all haven't built shit in a minute. Um, There's some Mexicans that looking at y'all Martin Lutherly right now. All right. <laughs> all right. There's some Mexicans looking at y'all wild. Like, Ninja, the last, the last 20 years, there's a couple of Mexicans that be out here doing mad work. That want to have a conversation. Shout out to Xavion says, Coach, please keep being the bringer of truth, whether or not the short bus window licking pro blacks back of the class soulless NPC ninjas protested or not. Truth is paramount in these idiotic times we live in. You're doing of humanity a service that they're not deserving of. And yes, thank you, brother. All right. And he also says, and this is a sponsorship at this point. Shout out to you. He says, you need to keep exposing next level advanced truths and discussing the hard topics no one else will cover. You're making a difference and you matter. Thanks for all that you do, sir. And uh, think about this. In the face of the things that I talk about, would you rather have me or would you, would you rather have these guys? I want you to think about this. Like, would you rather have these guys keeping you on the plantation, being a cleanup stepdaddy? And shout out to the stepfathers out here. You know, I don't have a problem with you choosing to be a stepfather, but don't go full Russell Wilson mode. I mean, I wouldn't go stepfather, and I wouldn't tell any man under 30 to become a stepfather. Now, if you're 40 and you don't have a choice, okay, and you've been married and divorced and you got kids, all right, whatever, that's your own personal decision. I don't call you a simp for that. I'm talking about men under 30. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about men, well, you got to do, you ain't got no choice, Negro. He also says the devil's advocate argument for secularists and from secularists is that Mary didn't technically give consent. She was voluntold she, uh, she'd be impregnated by God and had given birth to the Christ as a virgin. How painful would that be as a virgin? Just stuff to think about. Oh, my God. Like, don't even. Now, now you're making my head hurt. So there are some people advocating that, Mary did not consent to becoming. Yeah, there's no coming back from that, gentlemen. And it makes sense. Joshua Moon doubles up. He says, coach, cut it out. I'm dying over here. And he says, no, guys, Virgin Mary was 34. So chill. I don't think so. Hey, yo, chill, son. All right, that's from Joshua Moon. Joshua Smith says, we here to listen to you talk shit, coach. He talking shit and swallowing spit. Half Space Will Travel says, there will be no revolution. We're too divided. Yeah, I don't, I would not center on the idea that there would be a revolution. Um, By the way, the U.S. military is very, very advanced, the National Guard. I just don't see it. And getting access to people that you would need to, um, by the way, the only, so for so-called revolution that we've seen 
um, uh, being told was a January 6th. Right. That's what we were told that was. And they snuffed that shit out relatively easy. And look at what they did to you, ninjas. And that was just an example. Even if you believe it was true or not, that's an example of how they would frame any attempt of you ninjas doing a coup. <laughs> OK. And you ninjas ain't going to do a coup. You had a million of you in, in 1995 in Washington, D.C. And y'all didn't bust a great. All right. So I don't want to hear shit. All right. Shout out to Kaylin says after see. OK, I got that one already. All right, so January 6th is, is them basically saying, Ninja, if you try this shit, this is what we're going to do to you. That that basically was uh, the, the, the best example of what people would frame as a attempt at a revolution, attempt at, at a takeover, and they snuffed that shit out. And they had all kind of agents and secret agents and intel, and they put a whole guy up there that said he, he, he made you do it. Ninja, you ain't going to do shit. I'm just letting y'all know. You ain't got it, bro. You ain't got it. They snuffed it out with how many people supposedly been there? 200? You gonna need an army? <laughs> All right, anyway. And they made these people look like buffoons. Put ninjas in jail. That was a message. That was an absolute message to anybody that thinks. They going to walk up there and do a damn thing. She it. All right. You ain't going to do nothing. So you better either get with the program, assimilate or uh, lose. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And even if it was fake, let's just say it was fake. People think it was a fake false flag. That was an example. They were like, try it. And they got a lot of people saying this was worse than the, the Pearl Harbor. I mean. I mean. That, that's an example, bro. That's that's a classic example that they ain't going to let no shit happen like that. Anyway, Mm-mm-mm. did I get everybody, man? Thanks for listening to me. We did. Oh, Rock says, Rock S says, my dad would disown me if I wifed a single mother. And I will say the same thing. Last point on the single mother conversation here. Um, a lot of people do say that it's okay to be a single father because they have or had a single father. They had a single father. And so they'll say, hey, single fathers are okay. I had a, a, not a single father. Let me take this back. A stepfather. Being a stepfather is okay. And many times women will say, hey, um, if it wasn't for my stepfather, you know, me and my mother would have frozen. Me and my father, me and my mother would have not eaten. Uh, my stepfather saved my life. My stepfather allowed us to continue. You hear stories like this, right? Now, that's a flawed argument. And the reason why that's a flawed argument is that you didn't experience what the stepfather experienced. You're saying what your benefit was from a man who lied on the sword for your mother and the children. This is a bad example. And you do hear women saying this when they're arguing in bad faith. You're telling me the experience of another man is giving you proof that men should do it. How would you, how do you argue that in good faith? Now, you don't know what the stepdad experienced and you could have been a piece of shit ass child, certainly in your early years, your formative years into your teenage years. You know what your stepfather had to go through? Do you know what he had to put up with? You don't. You have no clue, and you probably gave that ninja hell until you had kids, and then you came back and said, boy, I now realize what my stepfather went through, but you put him through hell for 20 years, 15 years, 
10 years. He had to play, I'll keep a secret with you so he can build a relationship with you. And he, you know, gave you extra money and let you go out and hoe and let you sneak in and let you catch you fucking and, and, and all just to keep a good relationship with you and snuck you alcohol and weed and probably was looking at you in the peephole in the bathroom. Uh, anyway, <laughs> how the hell is that an argument to be a stepfather when you ain't the stepfather? You're speaking through him and then saying he checked, he saved our lives. Well, I will tell you to be a hero too if somebody saved my freaking life, but that's not, that's not you arguing for being a stepfather. That's you saying the benefits of having a stepfather. That's not an argument. Anyway. And if I ask you, what if your son is 22 years old and he marries a girl who has a baby when she's 17 and now she's 19 and he says, I want to go off and marry her. What would you say? You probably would say no. But to save face, you're going to say, well, I don't care who he marries. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Anyway, the only people that can argue on behalf of stepfathers are people who are stepfathers and or people who are given the opportunity to be a stepfather, right? He has to think about it. What do you think about this? If you ain't that person, you don't have no argument anyway. <laughs> hey, man, look, I'm done. We in overtime, but I got to get out of here. My belly is aching and Nova needs a little bit of attention. All right, Neville needs a little bit of attention, but let me see if I cleared all the decks here for all of the contributors because I want to acknowledge you before we get up out of here. Kalen was the last on PayPizzle, so we got him. The last person on Vimo is Zabion, and the last person on Kiss is Zap is Mr. Moon, so we got it. And we out of here. Peace. <laughs>